0: welcome to of the podcast, episode number 50. 5 baby. It took us nearly two years, but we got here. We got here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, without numbers work, we should have been here, like, around the one-year anniversary, but yeah, whatever. Have a- we have lives outside of here. Stop, stop yelling at us. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael Gaddy. I'm Trevor Masid. And we have a very special guest with us, special as in Special Olympics. Uh, <laughs>
1: <it's> Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. You- hello, hello again. Introduce Hi, yourself. This is your is second time third, time? third time? Third time. Wow. It's only been like three episodes. It's been a year, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. Very true.
0: This is the second time in person.
1: That's
2: true. Yes, one time was over Zoom or whatever the fuck we used. Nice. Zoom. Because we had to stop
0: every 12 minutes to... <laughs> all,
2: right, all, right, all right, all right, Just jump <laughs> back on, okay? Jump back on. Right,
0: except my invite. Yeah. I hate Zoom, but apparently it's better than uh, Skype, so... Yeah. But if you want to sponsor a Zoom, I'm for it. We're all for it um so how we'll, we'll go with trevor first how have you been
2: i've been good i'm very excited to talk about this movie um i'm excited to have tyler here mm-hmm. um I which guess, one are you more excited about the movie for yeah, sure, yeah for sure for sure the movie. Too. yeah um yeah, uh, I didn't really make any kind of announcement or talk about it in the last episode, but it doesn't matter now. Uh, my wife, Tressa, our, our our producer of our episode, she's, <laughs> she's pregnant. And, Yay. Yeah. It's my baby. Whoa. All right, tight, man, tight. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, she's pregnant, and uh, we're having... Uh, Twins. Uh, six tuplets actually
0: i feel like that was an oscar joke
2: yeah and um so tyler is here um we're excited to have him and just immediately move on from the birth <laughs> <of> <laughs> you know, the, the impending birth of my child to talk about my brother we're moving on um but yeah so um i've, I've been good cool cool yeah real good yeah real good there tyler
1: how about you how have you been i've been all right leave the best for last i'm here just like she was there. She was. Um, no, just working, living life. Happy to be in town. Hmm. Can't believe it's been a year since the last time I was here. Came here for the Dodger playoffs. Came here for the Dodger. Unfortunately. They decided to exit early, so I won't be
0: doing that. Well, as of right now, it's game three, and they're down 4-0. What inning is it? I don't want to know. Like fourth, maybe fifth? The fifth. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're, about half. They're looking it's terrific. Not even, it's not even halfway through the game, and they're losing by four. Yeah. Um...
2: How i'm are good you? How, yeah, are, how are you, you. michael gaddy yeah. you forget to ask yeah oh, i forget
0: to let you ask sometimes yes, um i'm good uh just i got over just cold. hanging
2: around i'm good just hanging around <laughs> <laughs> yes you got it <laughs> <Just a fucking laughs> when i do that um not when i bang the table but when um i quote beetlejuice yeah <laughs> um she'll like I'll, I'll, I'll just be like standing around or something and she'll be like what are you doing i'm like me nothing just hanging around anyways uh showtime you know wait you know the beetlejuice right yeah like not okay not yeah, beetlejuice no. michael keaton no no you don't be nice yes. fucking model yeah yeah anyways anyways
0: um we're off, we're off to a great start <laughs> we're off to a lovely start <laughs> great. unlike the dodgers oh, yeah <laughs> anyways i'm right home. i'm an angels fan so we were we were gone a long time ago mm. So what movie are we talking about this week? Do we want to talk about last week's episode? Because I don't remember it.
2: No. Um, I think in the two and a half hours of episode, there was probably um, two minutes and 34 seconds of me talking. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is Michael Gaddy. Um, No. It was... The best part, and I laughed out loud and I completely forgot about it, was um Joe was talking about like Mrs. Doubtfire and we did you listen to the episode, Tyler? Yes. And the the Mrs. Doubtfire, the oh yeah. shit quote. Um a little terrible weather. It was so good. It was perfect, it was spot on. <laughs> Joe thought it was about him. Yeah, because Joe when he plays video games and he gets into oh trouble, he's yeah. an oh shit and it's very similar. <laughs> um it's hilariously similar. Yeah. So anyways, that was the best part of the episode. So, thumbs up for that episode. But anyways, we're talking about Blue Valentine today.
0: Which came out in 2010. Yes. Which is not... This isn't our first movie talking about... A movie from 2010. Do you remember what the first one was? This is the second one. No, I don't. Honestly, if I didn't look it up, I would have had no idea. Do you know, Tyler? Way of the Gun? No. No. That was like 2002 yeah <laughs> jesus christ yeah yeah it was i saw the devil oh wow yeah mm-hmm. i wouldn't have i definitely wouldn't have gotten that nope um uh, speaking of 2010 let's talk about it so like we do when we have a movie that we've talked about more than once a year that we've visited more than once <clears throat> uh for the second time we talk about things like companies and products that were introduced in 2010 uh do you guys want to try to guess something that came out in 2010 something that was introduced your beard <laughs> <laughs> possibly i had to think about it
1: i don't i don't know i don't know
0: nothing okay well you guys should have gotten this one but abcmouse.com started oh in 2010 God. i mean come that on was, that
1: was i was gonna guess that's yeah, crazy that was the next thing damn that's
0: crazy. uh amazon mgm studios started back then hmm. uh also gofundme and kickstarter okay both in 2010 uh google nest pinterest and respawn entertainment which i don't what would they do like call of duty stuff Titanfall. About. Yeah, um the two big products won a huge success won a huge fail of 2010 were the ipad and the xbox connect we were also introduced to facetime and instagram wow we're not talking about big year. those things <clears throat> we're
2: talking about
0: blue valentine
2: yes blue valentine directed by my man derek c and france who if you remember Directed one of my other favorite movies of all time, The Place Beyond the Pines. This movie was written by Derek C in France, Joey Curtis, and Cammy Delavigne. It was released on December 29th, 2010. Do you want to guess what the box office budget for this sorry the budget for this movie, the shooting budget was? I'm guessing it wasn't too much. I'm gonna say twenty million. Tyler? Let's go with sixteen you're both way off one million dollars uh-huh. and it was either really low or really high. and it shows yeah all the yeah. money went to the future room <laughs> <laughs> this is how they never mind i was gonna make i was gonna say make a loud noise but i'm not going to hurt everyone's ears this how is laugh. how they this is how they laugh in the future <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um do you want to guess what it made in the box office okay
0: three seconds until tressa texts you <laughs> so shit, what
2: the fuck is that
0: uh, it probably didn't make it made it made some money. I remember this movie being popular. I remember wanting to see this movie around that time but never getting around to it.
2: Um I'm going to say I'll go back to 20 million. And I also will stick with 18. Uh you're kind of in the middle, I guess. 16.6 million. So mm-hmm. not a we not a huge sum of money but definitely a profit. Mm-hmm. Um as far as the critical consensus <clears throat> it Blue Valentine received critical acclaim. Rotten Tomatoes reports that uh, of the surveyed critics, 86% gave the film a positive review. The average rating is 7.8 out of 10. the The website's critical consensus states, This emotional gripping examination of a marriage on the rocks isn't always easy to watch, but Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling give performances of unusual depth and power. On Metacritic, the film has an average score of 81 out of 100, meaning universal acclaim.
0: It was nominated for one Oscar? Yes. For, for Supporting Actress? Yeah, Michelle Williams. She's been nominated. Well, let's guess first. How many How many times do you think she's been nominated for an Oscar, Trevor first? Mm, three times. What do you think, Tyler? Five. The answer's five.
2: Fucking hell, really. Yes. She's really
0: good. And for bonus points, can you guys name those five movies?
2: Obviously this one. My Date with Marilyn? Yes. That's the only other one I can uh, think of. Oh, Brokeback Mountain. maybe. Yes.
1: Manchester at sea. Is that what it yes. is? Yes. There's one more by the
0: sea. This one should have been the easiest one. Well, the second easiest one because Iron what? Man,
1: Marilyn Monroe. We he hear that Oh, he's not paying attention. I know. That's, that's so why he needs headphones. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: It was last year. Iron Man two.
0: Yes, <laughs> <This> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What was she in last year? I don't remember. She played another mom who was on the edge mentally. uh The Fablemans.
2: Oh, yeah. Did your phone
1: just go off? (laughs) Yeah, my fucking girlfriend called me twice. I never texted her.
2: My fucking girlfriend. Sorry. That's going out there. I
0: was going to say, I'm not censoring that part. I don't (laughs) care. She won't listen anyways. And this was also at a bunch of festivals, starting with the Sundance Film Festival, and eventually, or then soon after, went to Cannes, and not too long after that, went to TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not on any any AFI list, because they stopped doing that way before this movie came out. That's unfortunate. Actually, a few years before this movie came out, but anyways.
2: All right, kids. are we ready to get into it? Yeah,
0: I never do a pitch anymore, but... Do you have a pitch? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. My pitch would probably be, hey, have you seen a Derek Cianfrance France movie? This is one of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great
2: pitch. Okay. Awesome.
0: It's definitely of his style. Of and the negative. two movies I've seen of his, it's definitely of his style, and I'm not saying that as a negative thing.
2: That's true. Um, I guess first things first, did you notice that The Weinstein
0: you, Company logo at the beginning? Yeah.
2: Do you Ooh. no, but do you know do you know what Derek C in France looks like? Uh i I'm sure I've seen this picture a few times on uh on IMDB. He looks almost exactly like Ryan Gosling does in the future where he's balding. <laughs> he, they look very, very similar. So
0: coincidence.
2: And he has his knuckles tatted. Um just you know. He was AJ when he was a kid. Yeah, i'm not gonna lie i wrote that damn i want to say the I'll best be, thing I'll about be this movie that.
0: is that aj isn't in this movie
2: yeah so already it's a, it's a low bar <laughs> 8.5 for <laughs> getty so um kids let's get into it grab your tissues um for multiple reasons
0: i wish people could see our facial <laughs> expressions
2: <laughs> so i'm making a comedic face and then i like, wait nobody can see this keep them keep them close by because you'll need them okay let's get into it friends So we open with a cute, cute little girl calling for someone named Megan. We learn that her name is Frankie. Mm -hmm. Um, She's outside and they live in like a rural area, lots of grassland. um, And she's kind of looking around, looking, calling out for someone named Megan. And we don't know who Megan is or what she's looking for. And then um, we get a shot of our first look at uh, my man. Ryan. Uh Ryan Gosling. His name is Dean. So I will probably be using Dean and Ryan interchangeably. Um sure. he's laying down on a chair passed out and all I can say is what happened to my man. He's balding, he's a little fatter. He
0: still has more hair than I do.
1: <laughs> can I just say like look at then we were thirteen years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah he looks so much better now yeah yeah he does this six year time yeah. jump or yeah. however much it may be
0: yeah i'm guessing it's
1: like six seven years
0: it's yeah. supposed to be six years it's double um, that time almost yeah speaking
2: of the number six the aspect ratio is 166 i didn't notice that yeah oh yes on the okay so one thing you'll notice about this movie is b it's shot you know, between the past and the future, the future is shot on the red digital camera, and you can tell it's very sterile. It's very super sharp, super clean. And then the past is shot on Super sixteen film, so it's grainy. Mm-hmm. Um, it has more texture. Personally, I think it's it looks a lot better on Super sixteen, but that's just me. Sure. Um, there's yeah but i did notice that the sidebars it's it's got black bars on the side which you usually don't see you usually see the black bars on the top and the bottom of the frame instead of the sides anyways
0: um real quick about ryan goslin yeah uh was the theater on fire when you first tried to see this
2: no i actually saw it with tyler that was the first Mm -hmm. time we saw it
0: (laughs) because of how many movies did you see try to see a ryan goslin movie and the theater was on fire like, at least La La Land and...
2: Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. La La Land with Tressa. And then I went to go see Only God Forgives, and the, did, the theater yeah. caught on fire. They were trying to save you from that one, so... Well, oh. I still went and saw it the next week. <laughs> yeah. And it was the greatest
0: experience of my life. I meant to say it's this what? earlier uh, with the with the Oscar nomination thing. How many Oscars has Ryan Gosling been nominated for?
2: I don't know. I'd say one. Yeah, I'd say one, too. Like, it's, maybe First Man. Two. It, oh, um,
0: okay. And what are those two?
2: First Man for something?
0: Nope i don't know but you're close la la land la la land and the other one was before this movie half nelson half nelson yeah Mm
3: -hmm. so
0: but i'm sure he's gonna be nominated again this year best abs in 2000 he's winning Mm -hmm. 2024 see it's like we can get into the the whole oscar thing when we get to that point but i'll just say real quick it's tough it's a tough choice for me between that and uh Robert Downey Jr. I feel like there's a third one as well that I was like, oh, he's so good. But it's going to be a tough tough category this year. Yeah. But anyways, back to
2: 2010. Anyway, so back to my man, Ryan. Uh, he's passed out on the couch. He's not looking great. He's still beautiful, but he's not looking great. If that makes any sense. Uh, Frankie comes crawling in through the doggy door, uh, which is funny. And she jumps on Ryan and tries to wake him up. Um... So he wakes up and they decide to go and wake up mommy who is, her name is Cindy and she's played by Michelle Williams. Uh, so Dean and the baby Frankie, they wake up a groggy, obviously exhausted Michelle Williams by jumping on the bed and they start pulling the covers off her and she's frustrated and she doesn't want to get up. She's like, no, I need to sleep. This is the only time I have to sleep. And then they cut to her making breakfast for them. Um, so straight off, Right off the bat, Um, she seems frustrated, annoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't seem very happy to be up and doing these things. Um, She seems annoyed at both mostly centered towards uh dean her husband played by ryan gosling um she even says they're like kind of screwing around and ryan gosling is playing like a melody horn Mm -hmm. uh if you don't know what a melody horn is it's like a keyboard that has like a tube attached to it and you blow through it and it Yeah, anyways, call them an electronic bagpipe. Yeah, kind of. But it sounds cooler than a bagpipe. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Sorry, Scotland. Yeah, sorry, Scotland. Um, So they're eating and um, Cindy gives uh, both of them a bowl of oatmeal. And Frankie takes a bite of it. And she's like, "Yuck, I don't like this. And Dean's like, did you soak the oats? And she's like, no. She's like, I just put water in it. he was like, you got to soak the oats. And she's like, "Just eat it, okay?" And then he's like, "Fine, we'll just eat the raisins out of it." And he starts putting the raisins on the table, and they start eating it. And she's like, "Stop, okay? I don't, I don't have time to clean up after two kids." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see the first of like many times where uh, Dean is like, "Oh, like you're an adult, you can't have fun." Like he starts telling uh, Frankie that like you can't have fun at breakfast, okay? You need to be serious, um, sarcastically, of course. And then she um, she pulls her she, Cindy pulls Frankie away to go get dressed for school, and um, and while she's walking away, she's like, "Daddy, you made me into trouble." <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, so they get dressed for school, and then they Cindy and Frankie are leaving, and they're backing out of this long, again, rule. Uh, driveway where it backs up into like a I don't know what you would call that it's not like an interstate but it's like it's like a two lane like a little highway yeah it's like a highway two lane road or whatever Mm. and uh, as Cindy's backing up Dean's like please put on your seatbelt hey put on your seatbelt and then he's like Watch out for this guy. He's not looking, he's going fast. Hey, watch out for this fucking asshole. And then he's like smoking a cigarette and he's like, yeah, fuck you asshole. You can put the clip in, cause it's really funny. But he's yelling at this guy who's driving down that interstate like very, very quickly. Fucking gonna kill someone asshole.
4: Hey, Sim, put your seatbelt on. Hey, Cindy, put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Would you please put your seatbelt on? This road is crazy. All right, watch out for this guy. Watch out for this fucking asshole! Hey, fuck you! Why don't you slow down, jackass? Motherfucker! You fucking kill somebody, asshole!
0: I wrote down that's me when it comes to drivers like that in parking lots or residential areas, and they're driving
2: like crazy people. I think I think that's like all of us. Yeah, yeah. I just want to like hum, put rage. my foot through their car. Yeah. Um. So then we cut to Cindy at her day job, and she is a nurse at a doctor's office. And we meet her boss, the main doctor, Dr. Feinberg. I believe that's his name. That sounds like a Simpsons idea. character. Yeah, it's. I think it's from like the Three Stooges or something. Dr. <laughs> Howard, Dr. Fine, I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, um, so we meet her boss, and he seems like a nice guy, and he's talking to Cindy. Asking her if she's been able to have a chance to talk it over with her family. We don't really know what it is yet. Um, it has something to do with like moving or transferring because he says mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I gotta have my best nurse with me." And then we cut to uh, Dean at his place of employment. He's an accomplished painter of people's buildings, <laughs> um,
0: which we could have told you before because he's wearing pants that are covered in paint. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's he's dressed for
2: work. Yeah. And uh, he is also uh, a man of fine tastes who likes to drink and drive. He's he's shown driving down the street, drinking a beer, listening to, I can't remember what song, but it's weird
0: if I didn't write down that song because the song comes in later and I was like, this is like the first song in the movie.
2: Yeah. Apparently not. Yeah. Um, So while Cindy is driving home from work, uh, Cindy sees... uh, a dead dog on the side of the road um she has like a really great reaction where she kind of slows down and she's like looking to see if it is
0: i thought for a second maybe like she forgot to go pick up her kid or something the way she reacted and then when they showed the the dog laying on the side of the road i, I literally i out loud said oh no
2: yeah uh so she makes a u-turn and then she gets out to like look and unfortunately the dog that's megan that's who frankie was calling for at the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie um, Cindy goes to a recital f- that Frankie is having and Dean is there looking annoyed, like looking around to see where she is. Cause she's supposed to be there. And, uh, Cindy comes in and she's obviously distraught. Uh, Dean asks her like, what's wrong? And she's like, I found Megan. And she starts crying. And then you can tell that Dean is kind of really shaken by what she tells him. Um, um, and then after, immediately after, he berates her for not locking the gate while yeah. she's crying. He's like, I told you how many times did I tell you to lock the fucking gate? You don't listen. Which makes him an asshole. Yeah. Also, yeah. real quick, I
0: forgot to mention. Sorry, I interrupted you. You were finally going to say something. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that was just one word. Great, great addition. <laughs> 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 Fuck you.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. That when he was wearing his uh, paint pants, that he was also wearing a baseball tee. So that's why I'm wearing my baseball tee today.
2: Oh, okay. Not my paint pants, though. No, okay.
0: not my paint pants. That's too bad. In honor of the Dodgers.
2: This know. is my paint teacher. <laughs> this is what I. Paint All right, that's the house. last. I will say that. <coughs> um. After the recital, they drop Frankie off at her grandpa's house, which is Cindy's dad. Um. Which took me. I mean,
0: I kind of assumed it was Cindy's dad, but it took me way too long to realize that the character in the past and the
2: character in the present were the same person. The same person. I don't know why it took me that long. Probably the oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. Um. And Cindy's dad asks, Cindy, are you two fighting again? So, which kind of goes to show you um, what the relationship is like. I mean, this, so far, the movie's been going for, like, six minutes, but you kind of get a feel for it. But they do such a great job of establishing, like, this tension, this annoyance, this, you know, just tiredness of each other Mm -hmm. like straight off the bat and that's like one of the things that i'll rave about again 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 and again in this movie it's how realistic i think of a of a depiction of a relationship this is especially for one that people have been together for so long that it's just like every little thing that you do gets on the other person's nerves and then the other person reacts and then tries to make it better but then the other person gets pissed off it's just like it's so fucking well done so i'll just say that but you're gonna hear me uh, repeat that over and over again.
1: Tyler knows, right?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: this is about my life. <laughs> Damn.
2: So you're an alcoholic without, you're, without you're, the baby in the painting. You're an alcoholic. Uh, yeah, I smoke and drink all the time, all the time while I drive. And then you, put, well, we'll get into yeah. that.
0: Yeah, it's you know it's not only all the relationship things and the little things that annoy you about the other person that you've had to deal with a million times, especially when you live together and you know you have a kid together and you're act, one of them's acting. As immature as the child, but also the stresses of, you know, money. Because Derek in France seems to love the lower middle class.
2: Where it's like the people that are making just enough, but still not quite enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would say in Place Beyond the Pines, I would say that they're probably like lower. Sure. They're, they get by. Yeah. I, well, when you rob banks, sure. it's easy to get by. Um, so... After this, we then flash back in time to see my man Ryan Gosling looking more like himself, looking the prime like of his life, yeah. the
0: thirty-year-old version. Even though I think they're supposed to be younger than that, I don't know how
2: old. Oh I, well, I,
1: they're college students, I think. At that, or well, she's she not is. a college student, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so Dean is applying for a job at a moving company, and again, sorry, Vin, Vin's driving by again. What was the moving truck? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, one of the things we mentioned about which you probably didn't hear because you probably didn't listen to the place beyond the pines episode <laughs> is um derek c in france the director likes to use real people in his movies and they're like sometimes you put someone who doesn't know how to act in a movie and they're Something's horrible good. And they take you out of the mo- the moment and, like, they're just terrible. But all these people that, that Derek C. and France puts in the movie, they're real people doing their real jobs. And they seem so honest, so real, so authentic. And this is the same guy. And that's actually the guy who he's interviewing with is the the real owner of the company, which is
0: interesting. Mm. Um, Unlike Clint Eastwood, who hires random people who have never acted before,
2: they suck they're terrible like mm. in uh grand trino yeah grand trino the, whole, the whole movie is a good like I, th- I honestly thought it was a joke like i thought it was a joke yeah. movie, <laughs> especially
0: at the end when he starts singing
2: yeah <laughs> i remember we saw that didn't we all see that together oh, and i was sure. like sitting there like i was like this is a fucking joke right like this this movie is n- supposed to be funny and oscar's like no i think we all went to see it it's horrible i feel like i saw
0: that alone but I, like after you guys saw it i was just like i guess gaddy wasn't mm-hmm. invited I think I was working at the movie theater. Oh,
2: so anyways, uh, he applies for, and he gets hired for a moving company job. Uh, We find out that he doesn't drive. Uh, He hasn't worked at a moving company before. He's like, no, but I've, I've, you know, I've helped people move. (laughs) Okay. Okay. which is really all you need, right? Yeah. Uh, We then see a montage of Dean working, lifting heavy things, uh, carrying boxes on his back, just being an overall stud. Um, and giving his sage advice about women and men over the beautiful score from Grizzly Bear. Um, so, this score is done by the.
0: An actual Grizzly Bear.
2: It, an actual Grizzly Bear. Um, very, very talented band, and the soundtrack is fucking beautiful. And it's like perfect for the movie, for the mood, especially for this like little montage of him working. Yep. Tyler have anything to add to that geez uh, uh, fix your brakes dog no
1: Not really <laughs> no you know i watched this movie on the plane i was given less than 24 hour notice so you can eat a dick i'll chime in when i can okay
2: right.
0: um, at least this movie isn't the one you brought in that's very yeah, true fucking guy never again i will never forget that <laughs>
2: um fuck you i put the note in ukulele i don't know i don't know why because he has a ukulele in the movie? He does. But I think, oh, I think he's uh, in the montage. He's like counting money, shows he's a good guy. He puts it in an envelope and he's going to send it, I would imagine, back home. And then you see him playing the ukulele by back himself. Home. Just back like home to us. Florida. Just practicing. Back home to Florida, which explains a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not his accent, though. Yeah, because his, his accent, accent. It sounds like he's it sounds like, come over so
2: here yeah, by New- the heart.
1: Like New York.
2: In front of the yeah. heart.
1: Maybe like Baltimore.
0: Maybe. Earns, earns, earn earns. Have we seen that video? People oh. from like uh, Baltimore trying to say, Aaron urn, earned an iron urn. And it comes
2: out, our, urn, ar, urn. <laughs> I've never seen that. I'll put it in right here. Okay.
4: I say, bottom accents say this phrase out loud. Earn, earn,
3: and iron earn. <laughs> Hold on, my. earn.
4: Aaron earned an iron urn. urn. Damn what the fuck we really talk like that? Mm-hmm. Let
1: me see it
4: Earn, 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 Earn Let me
1: see it
4: Earn, Earn, the iron, Earn What? Earn, 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 Earn No, I don't Aaron is- earned an Iron, Earn Earn, 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 Earn Nah, yeah, Dummy, Nah, Dummy Earn, Earn, and Earn, Earn, Yo, what's the Iron. Earn, Earn
1: Iron.
4: <laughs> <laughs> dummy! It's not that dummy. Iron earned and iron Aaron, Aaron, and I earned, dummy. Iron earn, earned earn, earn, and iron earn.
3: earned and
1: earned. earned and iron
5: earned. Iron, iron and earned and iron earned.
3: Okay. Iron, iron,
2: iron, iron. Bro. <laughs> well, great, Gaddy. Thanks for adding that clip in. It was really great. Uh, we then see Dean and his moving crew uh, moving an old man out of his apparent hoarder house and into a retirement or convalescent home. While insulting him for being old? Yeah. Right to his face? Right to his face. It's, uh, and he's a veteran, to make, it, make things even worse. Uh, so he lives in this big house, and while they're cleaning it out. Um, they say like where's all this stuff gonna go and they're like it's not our problem just bag everything that you can take uh throw it away and then take the big stuff and that's basically it um so dean has the job of unpacking and decorating his room uh which includes a chef's kiss from dean (laughs) is that usually something movers do i think he was more of just like a
1: good deed he was doing i don't yeah. think he was that wasn't part of his job no
2: that's t- what they call to, him, good de- de- to decorate <laughs> yeah. uh no but i think he, yeah he his, it is his job to like unpack the stuff mm-hmm. but he just took it upon himself to like actually decorate so he has like uh apparently the guy walter the guy who's moving into the retirement home has a collection of like match uh matchbooks so he you know tapes them to the wall he puts up a photo of him and his wife during on their wedding day and that's where we get the chef's kiss from. He asks him, like, is this you and your wife on your wedding day? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, wow, she's beautiful. And he does that.
0: I made a note uh, highlighting the scene that I really enjoyed it. It's sad and uh, sweet at the same time. Mm-hmm. Entire man's life condensed into one room. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Ryan Gosling at his best.
2: Yeah. And I think he does a great job of, um, like, editing it together like the whole montage of him like hey uh and then it's really cool when walter when ryan gosling is done walter comes into the room and he's you know in a wheelchair and he's like do you want to stand up yeah you don't you don't want to come in on your wheelchair so he helps him up and then dean shows him everything he's like hey i put your shoes under here and this is where your uniform is and this stuff over here and it's really cute um and then when dean's like i gotta go uh walter like shakes his hand but then he like holds his hand and he like looks him right in the eyes and he says like very quietly like thank you very much and again and they kissed it was weird a little bit <laughs> it was worth it um but yeah it's uh you can tell in his eyes or he really appreciated he acting, yeah he really appreciated it who knows he was probably some guy that was actually moving into a fucking yeah. retirement home and had the whole story um mapped out in his head you know um so as he's leaving Walter's room, he stops in the doorway and he's staring at something but we don't really get a chance to see what he sees before we jump back into time to see uh Dean burying Megan. So we jump sorry, we jump forward in time uh to see Dean burying the future, Megan yeah. in the backyard. Um so after he's done doing that, uh he's Not passed out on the couch, but he's in a recliner and he's watching home movies with uh, Frankie and Megan. Um, Which were obviously filmed like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, Dean has the great idea to go to, as Cindy will call it, a cheesy sex motel to get (laughs) out of the house and relax. And Cindy is definitely not interested. Uh, She tells Dean that she's on call at work. um, But Dean well he doesn't even persuade her he calls and, yeah. and she's like no don't i'm on call and he's like you have to make a decision you want to go to the future or you want cupid's cupid's cove cupid's code or, or the future the future room, the future the future room. room.
0: what would you guys choose future without room. your significant I, I, others I choose the approval. future
2: because <laughs> they laugh like this in the future
0: <laughs> it is that loud yeah it's pretty loud um <laughs> i don't know i think if like I would be curious about what the future room is, but I think if like I'm having my girlfriend's um lo- a, lo- you know loins, <laughs> no, if I'm thinking about <laughs> like what she might prefer, I'd probably be the Cupid's Cove, even though I'd probably not go to
2: a place like that yeah cheesy sex motel yeah. um he tells her, let's get drunk and make love. we need to get out of here. that's what he tells her, and um and she and she's like uh she walks away from him and he tells her while she's walking away like pack your bags babe we're going to the future and i thought that was such a, great that was a good line. line
0: you agree tyler i do all right uh
2: just tyler want to uh just <laughs> want to add that yeah, Did she? yeah. <laughs> she sent me a gift with the uh, james cromwell from babe saying that'll do pig <laughs> so thank you Tressa, for the laugh <clears throat> we're going to the future Where they laugh like this. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Your dog's on edge in the room. What the
2: fuck is that? That's funny. Um, I mean, you'll be able to hear when Gaddy puts in the clip. um, Why would I need to? How accurate. Yeah, because I sound exactly like him, right? Exactly. Yeah.
4: Frankie, this is how they laugh in the future.
2: (laughs) Try it. So, on their way to the future um they stop to shop for alcohol uh cindy is doing the shopping and while doing so she runs into someone named bobby that she obviously knows from her past uh she looks surprised happy and a little giddy to see him um they flirt and he asks her like well very uncomfortable like you've been faithful yeah he asks her if she's been faithful and he's like she's like what She's like, that's kind of like a weird, inappropriate question to ask. Right. And he's like, well, you know, I don't know. And he's like, well, he's a lucky guy. And that's kind of the end of it. Um, did you notice that he was wearing one of those stupid fucking hats? World's it's greatest, yeah, world's greatest dad yeah. hat. Yeah, it's sort of funny. Um, Which I
0: thought he was going to say something about his kids or whatever. Yeah. Which maybe it's some kind of like little uh, nod at uh, something that happens later in the movie.
2: Maybe. 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 Um. So on the car ride after the um after the interaction, Cindy tells Dean about who she saw and an argument ensues. Uh an extremely realistic argument where one person can't make things better with words and every spoken every word spoken just digs a bigger hole with the other. Um so essentially he's like, Who did you see? He's like, You're never gonna believe who I saw in there and Dean goes, Who? John Bon Jovi? And she's like, No. Um Bobby Ontario, which sounds like a porn star name. As much as Bonge, John Bon Jovi. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bobby Ontario. And he's live like, at five. Why I'm are five. you just telling me this now? And he starts getting more and more upset, and you can tell that. Um, Cindy's like, fuck. Why did I even say anything? Mm-hmm. And she was like, I mean, you 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 should have seen him. Like he's he's fat and he's ugly, which is ironic because like when you see him, he's a good looking guy, yeah. but he's not fat. He's in shape. Um, so it's interesting. looks
0: exactly the same as he yeah. did six years ago. Yeah, well, it's pretty crazy. Like ex- everybody in this movie,
2: <laughs> except for the hey, Ryan Gosling's Balder. Okay, and a little okay. bit fatter. Um. Anyways. So he starts getting upset, and he's like, why the fuck would I care about him being fat? And she's like, well, he's a loser. And he's like, why, why does that matter to me? Um, but you can tell that he's obviously bothered by the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't do it justice, so I yeah, he can just put the clip in so you guys can get a feel for like what he's saying.
5: You're never going to guess who I said, the liquor mark. Richard Rico? <laughs> no, but good guess.
4: John Bon Jovi.
5: Bobby Ontario.
4: <sighs> what was he doing there? I don't
3: know.
5: I mean, buying liquor, I guess.
4: How come you're just telling me now? Because I'm, I'm telling you now. How come you didn't tell me when, when we were there?
5: I don't know, because I was flustered and I'm telling you now. You talked then? No, I mean like, hi, bye, how are you? Fine, how good, are you? how are you? Yeah, he asked me how I was. And You told him? I, I mean, I didn't want to, but we were just, we were stuck there. We were in the same store, buying things together at the same time. I wish you'd seen him. I wish you he, would not feel so bad. He's fat. Why do I care? I don't know. I don't care if
4: he's fat or not. What does that mean? Make me feel better? I don't better. know. Because he's a loser. What does that have to do with me? Whether he's a loser or he's fat or not. What the fuck do I care? I don't What? What are you saying that for? That would make me feel better. He's fat. So what if he was in good shape? I shouldn't then. I wouldn't feel. I shouldn't I feel good. Said the wrong
5: thing. I'm nervous. Okay.
4: What do you mean you're nervous?
5: I feel you f- because you because you feel funny.
4: You're nervous because I feel funny.
5: What yes, that I feel like I said the wrong thing. I feel like I shouldn't have said anything.
4: Really, that's an option. You run into Bobby Ontario, and that's it, an, and it's an, an option not to tell me feel like
5: you're upset and i upset you and i'm sorry and i said the wrong thing
4: baby you, 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 you do whatever you want
3: okay
2: i'll just put the clip in because again you it's don't? extremely i'll put the clip in my fucking self <laughs> if, getty, if getty doesn't yeah um cindy at the end of the conversation she like apologizes and she reaches for dean's hand and he pulls it away um, and then shortly after, uh, Cindy starts pulling over to the side of the road. And he, she, uh, Dean's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I got to go pee. And he's like, where at this person's house? And she says, <laughs> fuck you. And then she gets out of the car. I, I wrote a note
0: in that scene because you can kind of see his hands in the background. And I was like, oh, what a nice touch to see, like his paint stained hands. And it's always there. And then like they do the like she goes to hold his hand and he doesn't accept it it was like they really focused and i'm like oh it lasts a little bit of its
2: magic when they were like really focused on it mm-hmm.
0: it was it was nicer when it was like, like it's an thing. insert shot like it's a yeah.
2: close-up of their hands together and um she places her hand on top of his and he keeps it there for a second and then he just like throws her hand like off of him yeah
0: i would never do that to you, michelle williams he would never
2: michael we had to do it to ryan gosling either, either. i definitely <laughs> would not do it to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> That would keep that hand I there for all night. your
0: hand.
2: Um, <laughs> so we see Cindy like run into the woods, and she's she doesn't go pee. She's distressed, and she's like, she's an anxiety. She's attack. taking a moment, yeah. Basically, having like a panic attack about the situation what just happened. I thought you were about to say she's taking a <laughs> shit. She's,
1: <laughs> <saying, laughs>
0: she's like, oh, anxious oh. poops. That's what's going on. got to yeah. choke a brown snake. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> what the
2: fuck. That's disgusting. <laughs> You're nasty. Um, So before Cindy can do the deed in the forest, we flash backwards in time to see Cindy in college. um, And she's in a wheelchair. We don't know why. And then we find out where Cindy knew Bobby Ontario from. Uh, They were dating when Bobby Ontario was on the wrestling team. Uh, so she's rolling her wheelchair to the gym where Bobby Ontario is wrestling and practicing. I don't think you say his full gotta name. Say his, <laughs> gotta say his full name. Um, so he stops having practice and he talks to her and he's like, why do you have to act like a freak all the time? Because uh, Cindy says that the wheelchair is a part of like a social experiment yeah. that she's doing. And he's like, what are you supposed to be a quadriplegic? And she's like, no, I can still use my arms. I'm a paraplegic. Um. So they make out a little bit. And all I can think about, all that's going through my head while I'm watching this is that guy is very sweaty, and he probably smells very bad. And they're kissing pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine what he smells like. That's and weird. that's Blue Valentine, my friends. Goodbye. <laughs> she goes back home, and we meet Cindy's grandma. The affection- real owner of the wheelchair. Affectionately called Grandma. G-R-A-M-M-A. Grandma. Mm, uh Grimmies. she drops some uh, some romance knowledge on us after cindy asks her about how falling in love felt for her uh again it's it's sage and it's realistic she's not like oh my god it was the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. in the world i love it so much um it's realistic again my words won't be able to do it justice accurately so
5: what did it feel like when you fell in love
2: Oh
3: dear. I don't think I found
5: it. Even with Grandpa?
3: Maybe a little
4: in the beginning. Bless us, O oh Lord, for these ideas which we are about to receive. But he
5: didn't really have any regard for me as a person. You gotta be careful of that. You wanna be careful that, that the person that you fall in love uh, is worth it to you. I don't ever want to be like my parents. I know that they must have loved each other at one time, right? Did they just get it all out of the way before they had
1: me?
3: We're supposed to eat this garbage? Huh?
1: I'm sorry. Do you want me to make you some eggs? No! I want you to enjoy your goddamn dinner!
5: How do you trust your feelings when they can just disappear like that? I think the only way you can find out is uh, to have the feelings. You're a good person, honey. I think you have the right to say,
2: yes,
0: I do trust. I trust myself. I'm just going to put the whole movie in. Yeah, I
2: mean, you might as well. It's probably more entertaining. By the way, this is available on Max if you have that still. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's how I saw it. I've watched a Blu-ray copy. Um, We're also shown during this little montage that Cindy's dad, Frankie's grandfather, who we saw at the beginning of the movie, is an abusive asshole.
0: Verbally abusive. I don't know if uh, physically abusive, but uh, I just wrote down, like, it's crazy to think that there are people on that level of asshole because mom made dinner. And it was this nice dinner. I'm even looking at it going, wow, that looks delicious. Meatloaf, mashed potatoes, Trevor's favorite. Yeah, uh, green beans. What it, is what it Fucking looks like? Fucking typical white people food. Sure, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I get it at Costco every once in a while, mm. and uh, he just looks like he's like, he expect me to eat this shit. And it's like, dude, and I she, would love to come home to a meal cooked like that. And you would love to come home to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. She's she's a little old for me. Anyways, um, back to my point, please, (laughs) like just that there are assholes out there like that, that are just for no reason whatsoever instead of saying, Oh, thank you for providing this meal for me, for cooking this and keeping me alive. Just expect me to eat this shit. Like, what is she supposed to do? Go shopping for lobster. It's like, we're using your paycheck properly. Yeah. You piece of shit.
2: I'm getting mad at this guy. He even, um, he like slams the food down and it like. It kind of like explodes on everyone at the table he when he gets his up napkin and leaves. down it's his napkin i think he throws his napkin down onto uh, the food yeah and it kind of like, like a splatters out yeah he's
0: he a, saw it on an airplane he knows better yeah, than yeah you. I that's did. true he had
1: that you know i had to i had to, there, was, there was some uh, nude scenes that i had <clears> to hide <throat> from people sitting next to me that's the, always so <laughs> you're really putting me in that situation <laughs> yeah. was fucking
2: uncomfortable we'll talk we'll talk more about that we'll talk about that you should scene have watched after. it on your apple watch yeah what the fuck is that is that ryan gosling's penis oh no that's just frankie um, oh my God, What the
0: fuck that's <laughs> just a six-year-old child i thought it was a penis is what he said <laughs> do the do the future laugh again thank you <laughs> at least i'm turning away from the mic that'll be our palate cleanser yeah every time something really awkward happens you have to do the future laugh yeah <laughs>
2: Trussa wrote stop it in caps (laughs) all in caps (laughs) this should be the screenshot of the of the episode by the way (laughs) okay so after she sent james cromwell saying that'll do pig um she sent me a gif of uh shrek saying that'll do donkey that'll
0: do (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: great
2: it's really great anyways um speaking of nude scenes yeah kind of kind of we cut to Bobby and Cindy having un- oh. un- unprotected sex. Wait, which Bobby is this? B- oh, Bobby Ontario. Sorry, sorry. Every time
0: you say Bobby, I think yeah. Bobby Boucher. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: You know how they have that crossover, <laughs> <laughs> the place beyond the water pines.
0: <laughs> this is even Place Beyond the Pines. Could have just said Blue Water. <laughs> sure. Or Valentine Boy. <laughs>
2: i like that that's uh, I watch that. Uh, he he lives in cupid's cove valentine yeah. boy um so bobby and bobby sorry bobby ontario and cindy have unprotected sex and uh, bobby doesn't pull out before orgasming and um what's so funny about that,
1: you said that.
2: <laughs> before reaching climax um he's a he's a, he's a one-hitter quitter yeah um and cindy is understandably pissed so um she asks because he fucking moans and groans like a i don't know jolly green giant um (laughs) what the fuck
0: (laughs) fuck is happening (laughs) I don't know. I was gonna say the movie's called Blue Valentine, but they didn't go to Cupid's Cove. That's false advertising. Yeah,
2: false advertising. I want my money back. Um so Cindy is understandably placed so she immediately gets up and goes to the bathroom and tries to, you know, mitigate the uh the risk. Um I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed for the first time um the toilet that she's sitting on when she pees is disgusting like it's sure there's most well, like a, it's dorm a dorm, dorm bathroom. yeah i know yeah. but the level of detail on that is great it's fucking disgusting
0: i also noticed that she's like sitting on her shirt yeah i'm like she's going, she going, yeah, going to pee on her shirt also yeah. i noticed in the background while they were doing their thing uh there was a video game poster called battle rattle <laughs> Okay, <laughs> obviously having fake sex one. wasn't
2: wasn't uh, he was looking at that. Yeah, wasn't yeah. interesting enough. Like, I oh, saw the poster. what kind of posters that got there?
0: It's like right next to their head, and I'm just like, is... who would name it that? Battle rattle?
2: I don't know. I don't know. And then I, yeah, right. Why is she sitting on her shirt while peeing? Anybody have anything else to
1: add? Uh, he pulled out post climax. No, he didn't. That's the point.
2: Pulled up pre climax.
1: The post call. post what? is after yeah, he, okay. oh, yeah she yeah, yeah.
2: she kind of pushed him off yeah because she's like
1: and he turned into a baby
2: yeah so we? <laughs> or did it <laughs> he <the> um because <laughs> he he orgasms and then he's like oh, oh whatever I'm Sorry, i won't make the noise i'm sorry i'll just put it in the clip yeah for <laughs> make sure to make it nice and she says plane. and she says what happened and he's like oh i'm sorry and then she like you know she she doesn't say anything but you can tell that she's really pissed i mean like, act like you've been here before man yeah and i'm sorry friends but from your friends here at cinephilia podcast pulling out is not acceptable Where are we for going preventing this? pregnancy it's and not a preventable trevor form of no okay. yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what he meant <laughs> i would say out, trust, of, out of the trust, three of us trust your old friend trevor <laughs> mm so after that uh we see cindy uh taking her grandma to the same uh nursing home that walter has uh, that we saw walter going to earlier um cindy's reading to her and you can tell that cindy really cares for her grandma she's you know helping her change her clothes she's combing her hair getting her ready for bed um and she's reading her this like i don't know, romance novel um, I wasn't even really paying attention to the content. Yeah, it's talking about like he takes her in her, to his strong hands and um it's kind of a funny scene cuz grandma like uh is listening to her read and she like smiles at her and then Mich- uh Michelle Williams Cindy stops talking and she's like, "Um, mm, hi." And then Michelle Williams is like, "Hi." And she's like, I want a cigarette. And she's like, no grandma, it's bedtime. And then it's funny because you can look outside and it's still like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like three in the afternoon. It's, like in the afternoon. Yeah. it's very light out. And she's like, no, you just got ready for bed. I'm reading you. A, I can keep reading you a book, but if you're tired, you you can it's go bedtime. to bed.
0: It's like at least close to the fucking shades. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then she's like, I need a cigarette. The way she says it, really funny. And then Cindy is a pushover and gives her the cigarette. Sure.
5: I want a cigarette. I don't know. Grandma, it's bedtime You're in bed. You can't have a cigarette now, okay? Do you want me to keep reading or are you tired?
2: I need a cigarette. So then we drop back to the alternate angle of what Dean was reacting to before we cut when he's in the doorway, uh, where we see Cindy watching Dean take the money off the nightstand at the nursing home. Um, And then Dean looks at... I'm sorry, are we boring you? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hopefully the one person listening isn't bored out of their mind yet either um so dean takes the money off the off the dresser and he see he looks down and he realizes like oh she probably thinks i stole that money so he goes and their rooms are right across from each other and he goes and knocks on well he doesn't even knock on the door before Uh, Cindy can even close the door he like puts his foot in the door and he's like hi I know you think I stole that money but I didn't steal that money I've stolen money before and I've gotten caught I did not get caught okay it's a really funny scene and funny interaction and like you can put the clip in but he's like he's like I have a job okay this is my job this is what I do okay I make money I make moves so I can take nice girls out on dates and Cindy's just like okay
4: you think I stole that money don't you yeah, you do.
2: No. Look,
4: I've stolen money before, okay? I know what it's like to get busted. That's what it feels like. Okay. I didn't steal it. I got a job. Okay? All this right. is my job. All right? I got it. I make money. Okay, I got it. Money I can take girls out on dates with. <laughs> Just so you know.
5: <laughs> Good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: What's your name? Come away. Go away. Go away. That's a weird name. (coughs) Okay. Hold on a second. I want to give you something. Look at that. That's my business card. I don't have a phone or a phone number, but if you call this number right here, and then you ask for me, they'll tell me you called. Great. Who should I say is calling?
0: And then we maybe you guys should just see the movie so that way
2: you get what we're talking about. It's just Ryan Gosling being charming as fuck and beautiful. i
0: sure, but it's going to be like a twelve
2: hour episode because of well, all We this talked stuff. about Jackie Chan for fucking two hours and forty five minutes. Okay, I, f- we... I feel it was all the same movie. I'm to, not be, lie.
0: to be fair, with the Jackie Chan thing, that was two and a half hours. In the last like forty minutes, was us talking about recent movies.
2: So no, not really. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But we spent a lot of time talking about a Jackie Chan movie, which three movies. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of Jackie Chan. But I didn't put a lot of clips in, except for the Batman theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then cut back to the future. And gotta Marty, come back with me. Marty McFly is not there. Um, inside the future room. And it's <laughs> this, like, very...
0: It looks like the inside of an airplane.
2: Yeah, it, really, it literally does. Everything looks like it's made out of stainless steel, um, and there's a very, very heavy blue tint on hmm. everything inside. It Star looks Star Trek. It looks very cramped. Panels. Yeah, um, it's shot on a like a long lens, so everything is like compressed. So everything it looks very small and very tight, and compressed. Yeah. Um, and I made a note. Um, this is how they laugh in the future. Please don't. I won't do it. Just kidding. <laughs> Cindy takes a shower and Dean attempts to join her in the shower and Cindy doesn't try to hide her disinterest or her disdain for him or his advances. Um, It's really kind of sad to see. Uh, So they're in the shower and he begins kissing her and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what do you think I'm doing? And so he starts trying to kiss her and then he moves downward and uh, starts kissing her in their no-no land. (laughs) (laughs) Land? no no spots i don't know what are you zone no no zone (laughs) okay (laughs) um but as he's as he's going down on her um she literally like balls up her fist and like cringes like her face is like cringing um she's not appreciating what he's doing at all um and you kind of feel bad for ryan gosling um because he looks like very loving and he you know obviously wants to give her pleasure and i mean ryan if you're listening to this you can never mind you Uh, didn't uh, mention the fact that we see his ass yeah it's a nice one we see her
0: boobs but we see his ass yeah this is the first scene i had to fast forward through
2: you had to fast forward through it i'm on a plane with people around just Just, take
1: some electric tape across uh, her boobs yeah
2: or just (laughs) move around around when you're on your laptop were you on a laptop? Tablet. Oh, okay. I would just... Whenever I... I, I was already you, like...
1: Did you have the middle seat? No, it was in the window. Okay. Was, have, have, the guy was, was being, being really window. like... Oh, that was a weird
2: experience. Hey, me gusta. The yeah, guy
0: jerking off next to
2: me, sleep sleep me. really <laughs> weird. <laughs> he did have a blanket. I don't know what he was doing oh, out there. Oh, my gosh. He's pitching a tent. In more than one way. Um... <laughs> all this talk about ryan gosling's ass got me thrown off the subject it's got trevor
0: Trevor pitching tents. yes we saw his ass that's where we left off
2: yes and it is a nice ass and i think that's the only time that we've seen his ass before in a movie right i don't know probably i can't think of any other nude scenes you would know yeah i would um nope i think that's about it um so after the shower um dean puts on the their song which is the beautiful uh you and me by penny in the quarters get it penny
1: in yeah, the, the quarters all coins I got it. that's cool man Change.
2: Kill myself. it's a beautiful song um for the longest time it wasn't on spotify so if you have a spotify account uh put it on and listen to it actually uh gaddy will put it on as the classic song for this episode um, spoiler alert spoiler alert sorry
0: no you know what i'm gonna put i want to hold your hand Okay, perfect. We're
2: gonna get sued by the Beatles. Probably
0: <laughs> Spotify will say, "Hey, yeah, you gotta take that off," because yeah. they've done that twice
2: before. Uh, we then flash back into time, and uh, Cindy is coming home, and she's pushing uh, Grandma in a wheelchair to her house, and Bobby Ontario is there with flowers, and it's 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 like a very awkward scene, and he's like, "Hi, nice to meet you," talking to the grandma, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Your granddaughter is amazing," and she's like, "Yes, I know," and she keeps trying to talk to Cindy um as she's going up the ramp into the house and then the last thing he says before he closes the door like "Why are you gonna be such a bitch it's a like classic fucking bobby ontario a fucking bag, yeah yeah he's a fucking douchebag
0: reminds her of her father
2: yep um and then afterwards dean is sweeping out his moving truck um and he finds walter's necklace Uh, So he goes back to the nursing home to try to give it back to him. But upon going back to the nursing home, he finds out that Walter's died. Um, He goes across the hall to where Grandma is. And he asks, like, do you you know what happened to Walter who lived across the hall? And she's like, I don't know nothing about no Walter. I don't know (laughs) no Walter. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought about when I heard that. I don't know no Iris. Um, Taxi driver. Taxi driver. I've seen Mm -hmm. that movie before. Harvey Keitel, Al Pacino. That's yeah, crazy. Bad news bears. Damn, that's crazy. Um, he also finds out Cindy's name. He's like, what's the story with that blonde girl that was here with you? Um, and he finds She's out. She's my granddaughter. That's pretty good. <laughs> she has a hole in her throat. She's my granddaughter. No, she doesn't have a hole in her throat. <laughs> right. As I smoke. Um, hole. And as luck would have it, Dean leaves and he gets on the bus because, as I mentioned before, he doesn't drive. Uh, Dean just happens to be on the same bus as Cindy. Actually, you mentioned before that he does drive, but he also drinks while he drives. Or, yeah, six well, years later. <laughs> at this point in the story, he does not drive. He takes the bus everywhere,
0: and so does Cindy. I was just waiting for all the comments we were going to get. Yeah, and I know. It's, hey, idiot. Okay. So stupid. So this is not what they sound like in the future. First comment <laughs> we finally get, <laughs> and it's gonna going to be people going, but he does drive. You said so. Yeah. Fucked um, hard. Wow, okay.
2: That's really aggressive. That's really aggressive. It wasn't me, it was them. It was oh, it was them. Ass. If Quote, you to put that fuck them. you. Uh, I'm sorry. So, Dean is on the bus and we see Cindy running to jump on the bus and she gets on and then it's a uh, over the shoulder of Cindy sitting down and then you see Ryan Gosling like sitting at the very very front of the bus and he like he like looks and he covers his face. And then he punches himself in the leg three times and then he gets up and like goes over to her and uh, the bus is like almost completely empty and he tells her like, hey, um, there's no seats left on this bus. Do you mind if I sit right here next to you? And she's like, "Um,
0: okay. Smooth operator.
2: Yeah, he's pretty smooth. I mean, who could say no to Ryan Gosling? Um, And then they start having uh, just a talk and it's a pretty long scene of them just like talking, shooting the shit, getting to know each other uh Michelle Williams tells a really, uh really that funny, joke. fucked up um, <laughs> yeah. joke. Um, Let's put the clip in, <laughs> or I can tell the joke if you'd like me to. What do you What do you think? Okay, Jesus, take Christ. it easy over there, man. You got excited about the joke. I know it's a really good joke. I, I don't know. Should I tell it? Should I tell, yeah, the,
0: tell the joke? Yeah, tell the
2: joke. Okay. So. um <laughs> you, gotta fuck it up. you gotta actually tell it i'll try i'll try my best so there's um a child molester and a small boy are camping in the woods and the child well, what are you gonna tell the joke yeah <laughs> I, almost Sorry, told, I almost told you i think them they're walking joker, in though. the woods they're not camping well they're walking in the woods they walk out the and woods. they go deeper and deeper into the woods and it's getting darker and darker and they go a little deeper and a little deeper and the little boy looks at the chaman Lester and says, gee, mister, I'm scared. And he's like, you're scared. Sorry. And the chaman Lester replies, you're scared. I have to walk out of here alone. <laughs> you're sick. You're all fucking sick. Uh. Smooth
0: operation. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, apparently, I didn't uh, go back to hear this, but apparently, a little piece of trivia, if you listen closely, you can hear members of the crew laughing in the background. <laughs> and they kept, they kept it in. Actually, let's just, let's just check really quick. I want to see if that's true
5: think you're a scared kid i gotta walk out of here alone you don't think that's funny
2: oh yeah he can he, <laughs> yeah Lies. <laughs> michael jackson in the background <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right maybe he's laughing like you're laughing future <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fuck
2: oh boy that's oh, good whose voice was that
1: that was trevor's account. Yeah. yeah just ignore me
2: um so they get off the bus and they go and get ice cream and we learn a little bit more about Cindy that she's going to school to be a doctor and uh Ryan Gosling is incredulous about this he's like Pff. girls like you don't become doctors and and Cindy's like oh yeah what do we become he's like you guys are supermodels and then she starts laughing and and then we get uh we get one of the best scenes in the movie the most iconic scene the most movie, iconic sure. um where, the only thing
0: I knew about this movie going in. Really?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like this scene because yeah. it was on the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and the scene in question is Ryan Gosling uh, asking Cindy if she has any hidden talents. And he asks her, can you dance? And she's like, yeah, I can tap dance. And he's like, okay, I'm going to play a song and you dance along to it. The song is You Always Hurt the Ones You Love. And uh, he tells he tells Cindy, like, I can't really sing. I have to sing Goofy in order for me to sing it so he sings it and it's really beautiful and she tap dances to the whole thing and um he starts singing
0: i'm just Ken." <laughs> <laughs>
2: perfect um we then cut uh back to the future it's not gonna be the first time Marty. last time i say that uh with cindy looking at dean with definitely something on her mind that's like the most abrupt cut in the movie yeah for sure it's very it's a big jump cut yeah and it's
0: i wrote down that it's obvious that obama hasn't become president yet when she sings her song about presidents mm-hmm. but it is during the time of bush jr mm-hmm. Or w
2: as he likes to be called um she asks dean why he doesn't do something she talks to him about all his talents that he has and she's concerned that he's wasting his talent working a meaningless job essentially doing nothing um, Dean is understandably upset. And again, this is one of those conversations where like a simple question gets misunderstood or blown out of proportion. And it turns into like a much bigger argument than it needs to. And time she tries to say something, it just gets it escalates more and more upset about it. Um, you know, he explains that he's living the dream life that he never knew he wanted being a husband and a father. He said, you know, being married and having a kid was never part of my plan, but now it is, and this is all I want to do. Um, you know, Cindy's asking him like, why are you okay? Just like working a shit job where you like have to drink at eight o'clock in the morning. He's like, I, I love this job just because of that reason. Cause I can drink at eight o'clock in the morning. He's like, what a luxury. I go home, I paint, or I, I go to work. I paint someone's house. I come home. I can hang out with you guys.
0: Leave it to someone from Florida. That's like, yeah, I get to drink at 8, eight, eight a.m. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> it's like a positive thing. Sorry, Florida.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Um, But the whole thing's like about what she starts mentioning his potential. Like, why don't you do the things that
2: he's like potential? Potential for what? Yeah. What does
1: it mean to have potential for what? To make money. Yeah. And he's like, all I can do is beach. (laughs)
2: All right, that's fucking number six Barbie (laughs) reference. Um, But yeah, it's. I see both sides of the coin, like you know what I mean. I see Cindy's point because it's like, yeah, she's like, you can sing, you can draw, you're so talented at so many different things. Like, why are you okay just like not not applying your or applying these talents that you have and you know wasting away? Um, later on in the movie, we learn that Ryan Gosling's dad, or sorry, Dean's dad, not his real dad, uh, <laughs> Dean's dad is a janitor, but he's apparently like an amazing musician, like a savant who can play any instrument so it's one of those things of like wasted skills and wasted talent Mm. um so he's understandably upset but cindy is like trying just asking a simple question like why don't you just do something else you know why
0: don't you just apply yourself
2: yeah i haven't heard that my whole life um tyler's like i've never heard that (laughs) Uh, apply for what (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean ups (laughs) i heard they're hiring um Shortly after that, uh, while attempting to be intimate with each other, uh, Dean asks Cindy if she wants to have another baby with them. Um, she doesn't respond at all, and she looks frightened by the question, uh, and this is kind of the the climax, so to speak, pardon the pun, mm-hmm. of of their relationship, uh, and not in a good way. This is the, the end, right there, that sets off everything, and it triggers her. Um, she starts... It's very strange. It's like it turns into a big, huge fight during sex where, uh, you know, Ryan says, sorry, Dean says, like, how much rejection can I handle? And um, they're also kind of wasted. They are. They're both drunk. They've been drinking. Obviously, they went to the alcohol store with Bobby Ontario. Um, And Ryan wants to have sex with her, but she's like, you know, she's fighting it at first and then she starts just like taking off her panties and just like throwing across the room and and he's like no stop okay stop i don't want you my body is yours bullshit okay i want you <laughs> that's a dude. weird accent that's exactly you what went he like, sounds you went like.
1: like eastern european on that eastern european <laughs> i don't know
2: <laughs> what kind of fucking like russia is that yeah yeah Babushka, <laughs> I don't want your body bullshit. <laughs> anyway, it's his, on, fucking, his fucking Brooklyn accent or whatever he's trying to well, do. Like, into like, stop, okay? Like, Stop. Fine, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, just do what you want. Yeah, and he's and- like, I'm not going to do it, okay? I'm not going to do it. And then he he's like, um, you want me to hit you or something like that? And she's like, yeah, I want you to hit me. They're both trying to provoke each other, but Ryan Gosling is not going to hit her. But he wants to have sex with her, but not like this. And, uh, of course, it's like, uh, essentially, it feels like a rape, yeah. almost. You know what I mean? Like, take my body kind of thing. I don't want this, but, like, you want it, so just fucking do it. And he said... It's like
0: when your parents tell you, just do whatever you want.
2: Oh, yeah. And it means don't do whatever it you want. It means if you do what you want, you're going to get your ass beat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, she ends up just getting up and going into the bedroom and closing the door on ryan and he keeps yelling i'm not gonna do it okay i'm not gonna do it uh and then we jump backwards in time to an oddly similar reminiscent scene where cindy's cindy falls on the ground and she's hitting dean except they're both like laughing and having a good time but Mm. it's very like similar to when she's hitting him when he's trying to have sex with her um, you know, playing, it's a mirror image. Yeah, It's poetic. Polar opposites. Um, and then we see the reason that the movie was originally rated NC-17. With Ryan Gosling coming over and performing Cunnilingus on mm-hmm. Michelle Williams.
0: We need to make that NC-17. I remember yeah. all this.
2: The yes, hub- there was a hub- big... Hub- hub- yes, there was big. Because I, I think the King's Speech came out at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember those came out at the same time and <laughs> there was a big... Uh, hoopla there's a big hoopla about it if you will because the oh. king's speech says the word fuck and in the motion picture world if you say fuck more than once in a film it it's becomes it automatically becomes a rated r film and in the movie the king's speech um he says fuck multiple times but it's all in the same sentence because it's someone who has a speech impediment mm. and he says like fuck 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 and they were trying to so because he said fuck so many times the movie got uh put slapped with an r rating uh so they he were said trying- all of
0: george carlin's seven words you can't say on television radio on king speech i think so like right in that moment
2: really I thought he just said fuck like multiple times and that was the issue. He didn't. I don't I think he, I don't think up. I don't think he said cocksucker, so <laughs> um at least I don't think so. Um so essentially if you say fuck more than once or if you use fucking like um like a specific in a sexual manner. Yeah, like, like as I'm a verb. Yeah, as a verb instead of like just a noun or an exclamation, uh it automatically becomes an R. It's like a whole thing.
0: Fuck the pain away, you know. Yeah.
2: Um that's how I live my life. Put in the clip. <laughs> Put it in the clip. Sucking on my titties. Um Waiting for Tressa's text message now. <laughs> Go ahead, laugh one more time, L's here. This episode has gone off the deep end. Um <laughs> There, we can go into the trivia, because I do have trivia about that. But essentially, yeah. in America, we are very prude when it comes to sex. And especially uh, the sexual enjoyment of women shown on film. It's like yeah. very...
0: It's a sexist like idea. A faux pas. Like. It's <laughs>
2: the biggest faux pas. So you can show someone getting disemboweled. You can show someone getting decapitated. Literally getting... Because uh, I saw the Equalizer 3 and someone gets shot point blank in the face with a shotgun. Uh, and they show it. But, God forbid you see a female enjoying sex conlingus enjoying maybe even same sex uh fucking forget it um and that's America for you in other
0: so proud to be in America <laughs> sorry, I'm turning into Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a joke yeah in other
2: developed countries, it's the opposite um sex is not this thing to be shamed, but violence is you know toned down a lot more
0: except for in England where they call a woman's genitals uh fanny that's weird
2: get out cuz I'm proud to <laughs> <of> be <me. laughs>
3: that's
2: great um so yes uh Ryan Gosling and Cindy they share a very intimate moment with each other it's a beautiful moment it's not over the top it's you know it's love making it is it is love making it's very beautiful it's passionate it feels good unlike the battle rattle with uh <laughs> with johnny orlando. johnny orlando bobby digital bobby, uh, bobby Digital. that's the rizza anyways um, um bobby orlando bobby orlando, bobby orlando. <laughs> no it's not bobby that's right orlando. bobby boucher what's his name bobby? ontario, ontario. ontario. Oh,
0: you only Flint. said his name 36 I, times i had I florida on my mind
2: yeah okay oil um and then after that scene we uh we see cindy with a pregnancy test and she finds out she's pregnant we don't see the test but we see her reaction and that alone is enough which is what got her the nomination just seeing her reaction yes exactly um and then we see uh cindy in the library studying but she's holding uh dean's card that he gave her when they first met in the hallway mm-hmm. um she's holding it in her hand and it has his name and his number uh, and dean's like i don't have a i don't have a phone but if you call this number uh, and ask for me they'll tell me you called uh but B- bobby comes by bobby orlando bobby ontario bobby ontario canadian
0: or she, california either, yeah.
2: one, either one it doesn't matter bobby ontario uh comes by and he sees her with the card in his hand and he steals it from her and he he's pretty aggressively very very, it. very aggressive with it um and he's like he takes the card and he's like oh you just fucked up so after uh bobby steals the card uh cindy and dean are walking and dean's like what's going on what's up with you i can tell something's wrong and she's like
0: Oh, real quick when yeah. he goes to kiss her he like grabs her face in a really weird way
2: like he he's grabs her,
1: holding her, her chin
0: whole, yeah her whole jaw he like has in her hand like yeah, he's no, like strangling not... her he does like a miss but I she's like accepting of it. It's I didn't notice that. Yeah. I it's, was like it's not when like,
1: they're walking. It's not like in a hard
2: manner, it's just kind of like a She's yeah.
0: waiting for him. He sees her when and they says first show
2: goodbye to the other guy uh, and he goes up she, to her and goes like she goes Rawr. to check on him after <laughs> after Bobby steals the car. Yeah, eats her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he eats her face. While holding it like a um, taco. So he, she goes to his place of employment and when I was watching it, I'm assuming she goes, like knowing what I know now, but um she goes to make sure that he's okay. Mm-hmm uh so after she comes and visits him he can tell that they're walking together and he asks her like what's up i can tell something's wrong and she shakes her head she's not really speaking and he's like you're not going to tell me and she's like no and he's like you're not going to tell me what's up and she's like no and so he uh he starts he's like okay you're not going to tell me and they're on a bridge mm-hmm. um i'm not exactly sure where in new york what bridge they're on but he starts climbing this fence where there's like obviously it's over water it's like the Bo-
0: brooklyn bridge or something
2: i don't think it's brooklyn bridge but yeah it's it's a bridge and it's high up and he starts climbing the fence and he's like you're not going to tell me and she's like no come down come down and then he puts one leg over and then he starts putting the other leg over and she's telling him like come down and he's like you're not going to tell me Um. And then he starts pulling his other leg over, and she's like, "I'm pregnant. Come down." And then Ryan, Dean immediately puts his leg back over, and he comes down. Um, and he's like, "Is it mine?" And she's like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not." And so, like Ryan can't like believe this. He starts punching the fence. Yeah. I
0: actually laughed
2: out loud. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs>
0: the way he did it because it's just over so over. comedic.
2: Yeah. So, um, it's. It's like a tracking shot. Like Michelle is walking towards the camera, and we're walking backwards with her. And then in the background, out of focus, you see Ryan Gosling. Like he's actually hitting it with his elbow. If you if you look, he's not actually like punching the fence. It, it looks like like the way I
0: saw it looked like he was punching it. So it looks like he's just. <laughs>
1: but it's funny. He hits things
2: a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: He has He has a very
2: punchy thing. way well, he has uh anger issues, like yeah, serious true. anger issues. And this is the first time that we see any of the any of those anger issues. Yeah.
0: But he doesn't punch a person
2: yet. Yet. Um so after that we I'm sorry, is our
0: is our podcast interrupting your baseball? Yeah, game? you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm not
2: watching it, I'm just <laughs> you just have it up.
0: <laughs> I feel like I I'm I'm just joking. I feel like I'm my girlfriend right now. <laughs> you need to pay attention to me. It's like but it's it's important.
1: I am paying attention.
2: So Cindy decides to get an abortion. Um she's in the office uh getting questioned by sorry, questioned is the wrong word. She's uh having a questionnaire taken uh about you know her past and we learn a little bit more about her, like that she lost her virginity at fourteen. Thirteen. And she says thirteen. 13. I thought fourteen. One, three oh damn i put the wrong number even god damn it that's really that's really young um you know when you're 13 you're not anymore not nowadays well yeah when you're 13
0: you're you're thinking oh my gosh I, i i'm 13 and you know at least as a boy you're thinking i haven't had sex yet and i'm 13 but then when you're you know an adult
2: of any kind you're just like no that's really fucking young yeah that is way too young to be having sex um but we're not here to judge um and we also find out that she's had a lot of partners in the past. Twenty something? Yeah. 20 I think she says partners. twenty. Yeah.
1: Nice even number.
2: Yeah. Um and then uh and again, this is one of the people, the people asking the questions. She's very calm and patient and very sweet. But you can tell that this is pers- this is yes. their job. This is yeah. a real person this she ex- is actually what to do. She explains like
0: If, you know, any of these questions make you uncomfortable, then you don't have to answer them. Just let me know, and we'll move on, or whatever she says. But,
2: yeah. Um, I'll just put it in the clip.
5: You've opted for vacuum aspiration abortion today. I'm just going to ask you a few questions. Um, They're sensitive in nature, so if at any time you're uncomfortable, you just let me know, okay? At... What age were you when you first had intercourse? Thirteen. Okay. That's not unusual. Okay. And how many sexual partners would you say you've had from when you first began? Maybe... Twenty, twenty-five. 25, okay. Do you know which partner you were with at the time that you became pregnant? Okay. And is that partner supportive
3: to you? Um, no,
2: okay. So then we get a, uh, a really heartbreaking scene but it's played so well by everyone. Um again I'm assuming that these are real people who do this job and that's why they seem so natural. Um the doctor is explaining like what he's doing with the procedure. Um and before anything can happen he gives her uh like a anesthetic shot and it has her cough
0: too which um like help
2: with a needle. Yeah. yeah,
0: which makes me go like uh, like got to aim while while someone's coughing which you know things move. But he's he's done Never mind. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not a gynecologist, so I don't yeah. know exactly how everything works. But I did write down the fact that uh, I wouldn't trust
2: a doctor with a soul patch like that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy, he he looks like a hippie, but he seems like a really nice guy. And again, he's very calm and patient and accommodating. And uh, they he says that, okay, I can see you're about, I think he says like 12 or 13 weeks, or right? Weeks, yeah. 11 or 12 weeks. Um, so he starts explaining like what he's going to do and, uh, you know, for one reason or another, uh, Cindy says, just stop. And he's like, okay, I'm hearing the doctor says like, I'm hearing that you want me to stop. You want me to stop the whole thing? And she's like, yes, just stop. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to leave the room and that's it. Um, so the first thing she says is, can I see my, and she's like, my friend, and uh ryan gosling is like in the waiting room and he's got the jacket like pulled over like his face and then he sees her coming out of the room and he immediately like jumps up and then they leave um and then we get this cool shot on they're on the outside of the window they're outside and the camera's like lingering on the inside so we can't hear what they're saying but you know she doesn't want to explain like what's going on and he just like grabs her and like pulls her in and she starts crying kind of explaining like what happened um And then we flash forward to Cindy's phone ringing uh, and she gets called into work. As we mentioned before, she was on call for work and she's like, did you try calling anybody else? And you can't hear the other end of the the conversation, but she's like, well, I'm out of town too. And they ask her like, what time can you come in? She was like, okay, I can be there by nine. And she looks fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like obviously they were very heavy night of drinking. We see her brushing her teeth. She writes a note for uh, for Dean, and she puts it on the fridge, and she just leaves him there as he's passed out on yeah. the floor outside the room. Because if you remember, she locked him out. It's true.
0: Um, did you read the note? Because I wanted to read the note, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it will
2: show us what the note says, and then it didn't, and Mm-mm. I didn't have the
0: energy to go back and
2: no you see her writing it but i don't uh, there's like a
0: split second where it's in the frame where we could have paused it but i didn't oh i didn't so either it probably was just explaining
1: titles i'm sure if it was you did on the plane yeah on the plane yeah. i was it yeah. zoomed in it was crazy that's damn on that's on crazy. His ass. she said lol be back <laughs> lol be back soon <laughs> brb, <laughs> BRB. <laughs> With <Robert L-M-F-B>. <laughs> <laughs> and then she drew a little photo of it <laughs>
2: of them on a helicopter together uh um, Um, And then we flash back again. Uh, Cindy comes home to Bobby, uh, Ontario, not Orlando, uh, ranting like a fucking lunatic on her answering machine. Um, He starts off, he's like, I have never cussed at a girl, but fuck
1: you, bitch. (laughs) And there's
2: like multiple. And at first, like when she hears the first message, she actually starts like laughing Mm -hmm. because he's a fucking psycho. But then the messages start getting like more and more like scary and angry and violent and he's like oh i hope this guy was worth it because i'm gonna fuck him up and like i mm. hope you still think he's pretty after you know this whole thing um so she tries to call dean at the um, the place where he works because obviously he, the doesn't, place he, the he doesn't have a phone uh but it's too late bobby and his two fucking douchebag friends uh show up and expertly fucking shot staged um it's like a tracking shot following the three guys and the two guys that he's with are like fucking huge guys um so it's a tracking shot of them like walking through the moving storage fucking space and uh dean has his headphones on and he's moving a pallet with a pallet jack in a way that would hurt your back the way he was pulling it yeah he's obviously not very but at least he has a back brace on uh so he has his headphones on and they can't really hear him and then uh bobby ontario's like hey are you dean and he's like yeah and then he punches him in the stomach and they get Such into a fight and they beat the shit out of him like really beat the shit out of him and then uh before we see the end result of the beating we flash forward again and cynthia cynthia
0: suddenly we're watching noah bombeck's uh, marriage story
2: yeah mm-hmm. cindy uh cindy goes to work and her boss we see him again he kind of proposition well he doesn't kind of he does proposition her um essentially what he says is like hey like i know it's stupid to expect your whole family to move to this new place for this job so i mean what you could do is you could work there monday through friday uh and you could come back here for the weekend and you know we could hang out eat together and cindy's like like her red her red uh red flags are being waved very violently and she's like well i thought you wanted me here because you I was good at my job. thought i was good at my job and he's like no i'm stupid uh well okay well I'll, I'll see you in there um he doesn't even say like oh i do or like i do think you're great yeah. at your job he doesn't even try to say that He <laughs> just like essentially just wanted to have like a fling with her or have him be his side piece in the uh i don't think he was married i didn't see a ring on his hand You didn't see it
1: no look at
0: this guy he takes it off before he goes to work because he's a douchebag yeah eh, it's also possible
2: he's probably the least douchebag guy in the movie that's true even though he's wanting to have
0: wouldn't you want to have with five-time i will, Academy I will Award say this so Michelle i
2: will Williams? say this i don't think she's attractive at all in really? this movie but like when i was watching the special features on the uh, on the blu-ray and she was doing interviews about the movie, she looks fucking gorgeous. Of course. And like they did such a good job of like underplaying her beauty, like when yeah, in the, point. In the future. Cool. But even even in the past, like I don't find her like super attractive, but her hair was cut like short in like a pixie yeah. cut in the interviews, and I was like, Man, she looks fucking stunning. But sometimes I forget that she's very, very beautiful. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna sing the
1: song. Yeah. Put the clip in. Put the clip do, in,
2: please. <laughs> um, so after Cynthia's boss propositions her, uh, Dean shows up at her work drunk. Um, he goes up to the desk, and the receptionist is like on the phone. She's like, "Okay, here, fill this out." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't need to fill this out." He's like, "I'm here for Cindy. And she was like, "Cynthia, I think so. Cynthia, yeah, because her name's actually Cynthia." Sure. Um, and he's like, and she's like, "Oh, so you're Dean?" And then Jesus. He, like, looks at her, and he's, like, he, like, kind of twists his face. Like, what the fuck is, this? is that supposed to be? Yeah. And then she's, like, I'll be right back. Um, so she goes to get Cindy, and uh, <laughs> he's he's drunk. He's an asshole, but it's just funny. She's, like, oh, hi. What are you doing here? And he's, like, oh, hi. Like, you fucking <laughs> left me there? He's, like, is this the smile room? Is this where the smiles happen? <laughs> he's, being, he's being an asshole, but he's he's actually not wrong he's yeah. going about it the wrong way but like she did just leave only she was like i left you know. he was like i didn't know if there was an emergency like i don't know if something happened to frankie you literally just left me like in the middle of nowhere like you know what i mean um, it was two hours away yeah so he had to take a bus there mm-hmm. um so of course between this argument uh he causes a scene he freaks everybody out and then they leave And she tells him, like, here, can you drive? And he's like, of course I can drive, while slurring his words. And she's like, okay, go, get out of here. And he was like, you need to come out here and talk to me. And she's like, no, I need to go back to work. He's like, I'm going to come in there. All right, fine, I'm coming in. So he comes back in, and uh, while Cindy's talking to that same receptionist, she's like, I fucking hate him. Like, I can't do this anymore. He comes in, and he really creates a scene. They go into a room together, and then they start, like, like fighting. Mm-hmm. Um she tells him that she's done. It's over. She doesn't feel any love for him. She's done being angry. Uh she feels nothing for him anymore. And Dean's like, "Don't say that. Don't say stuff that you don't mean." You can't take back. Yeah, you can't take back. So they get into this big argument and then the receptionist comes in and he locks her out of the room and then the doctor comes in. Everybody's yelling and screaming and uh <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor comes in and he's like what's going on here and he was like um, she calls him by his name and he's like you're the asshole that's been emailing my wife and he's like I'm gonna punch you in five seconds if you don't get out of my face and he counts down and, and everyone's yelling so you can't really make out what's being said and he, five. Yeah, and he starts counting down and then he just punches him in the face and then after he knocks him down um, Cindy goes up to him and she's like you fucking son of a bitch and she starts hitting him and uh, and then the doctor gets up and he's like, you're going to jail, my friend. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Fucking, like, he's trying to help him up. And he's like, what's wrong? You got a fucking glass jaw or something? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, he didn't expect to knock him out. And, no. uh, he, he didn't expect him to be a one-hitter
2: quitter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just like Bobby Ontario. Um, and <laughs> then Cindy gets fired by the doctor. Yeah. He's like, you're uh, you're fired. Get out. I'm calling the cops. Like, so, an easy out after he fucking... Yeah. Embarrassed reason, himself. Yeah. yeah
0: there's a part of the scene where uh, he's like what do you want me to be a man i'll be a man and he starts trashing the place <laughs>
3: yeah
0: and uh i feel like that was improvised because he's like what is this little fan?" throws it <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's that's a ryan goslin improvised yeah
2: improv right there. i think i think you're right um it seems very ryan gosling yeah. like he starts, oh i'm a big man okay this is what we do big man this is what we do we we create scenes um and so they leave, and they're, like, kind of, Cindy's, like, kind of running out because obviously the cops are coming. And she's like, I fucking want a divorce. And then she gets into the car, and we just stay on Ryan Gosling. And then he just, like, sits there and processes it for a moment, and then he, like, puts his finger into his mouth, and then um, takes off his ring, and he throws it. Yeah. Then he gets into the car, and then she starts backing out, and he immediately gets out of the car while it's still moving, and he, like, kind of fumbles out. He almost falls and uh, they look for the ring together.
0: I don't know if you mentioned, but he drank somewhere on his way over that morning
2: before you left. Yeah.
0: yeah, so he's not only hung over, but he's also drunk again, a little drunk. Yeah, which maybe that was a, a ploy because apparently, which I haven't done this myself, but if you drink a little hair bit, hair the dog is what they yeah, call it. hair the dog that bit you. You drink a little Whatever. bit in the morning after when you're hung over, it uh, relieves you of the pain. At least for a bit. Oh,
2: I thought that's just when you just tickle your balls.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Alcoholism 101. It's been a while since I've had any alcohol. It's
2: been a long while since I've uh, been hungover. Good for you. Good for you. Um, So then we flash backwards again, where Cindy brings Dean home for dinner. Um, Dean is, uh, he has, you can see his nose has obviously been broken, like you can see. Mm -hmm. This is post- uh, Probably right after Bobby Ontario beat the shit out of him. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Um, so his face is—he's got a black eye, and his dad, uh, Cindy's dad, answers the door. He was like, "Oh, I didn't know if we were bringing a potluck, so I brought an eggplant for dinner." And <laughs> waka then, waka. Yeah, and then the dad doesn't really react. He laughs a little he, bit. He laughs. <laughs> Come inside. <laughs> I'm gonna hate you. I hate you <laughs> in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, just little bit of trivia this is the very first scene that they shot for the movie hmm. this interaction where they where he comes well there you go yeah there you go so he Cindy brings Dean home uh for dinner and uh the dad starts kind of like questioning giving Dean the third degree like did you graduate high school and we learn that he didn't graduate high school um and he's like no nah, i wasn't really learning much it wasn't for me um we learn about his past and his family uh he doesn't really have a relationship with his mom and his dad is a janitor who's a musical savant um and then he turns the 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 point or the what's the word i'm looking for focus he turns the focus on to, uh, Cindy and how, how she's doing in school mm-hmm. and how amazing she is in the fact that she's, you know, studying medicine and working so hard and she's so smart. And he does a really good job of doing that. Um, and then uh, we flash forward again where Cindy and Dean have an emotionally charged conversation at Cindy's dad's house where Dean tries to change Cindy's mind about separating, mm-hmm. um, but she stays firm in her decision. Uh he's bawling, he's saying, you know, you gotta think of Frankie and like we can't do this to her and how is she gonna live in a house with like split of parents? And then Cindy's like, Well how can she live in a house where the parents treat each other like this? She shouldn't have to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um and Cindy's like, We're not good together and uh Dean's like, Please don't say that. It's really sad. We're not good um, together we're anymore. We're not good together anymore. Um, you know, I can't stop. You can't stop. Again, one of those things where you have to see it to like really experience the emotions of what they're saying. Cause again, it's extremely realistic. Um, and then the intercut scenes of them getting married, uh, with Dean continuing to plead with them to stay together. Uh, they get married at like a courthouse yeah, courthouse, like a, yeah, courthouse wedding, but it's really beautiful. Uh, um, justice of the
0: peace. Yeah. Like, what is that term? Okay.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Um. and the wedding is like very simple but they both look really really beautiful really beautifully shot of course um this whole movie is very beautifully shot and then we get uh the most heartbreaking scenes of the movie uh dean walks away alone away from the house as uh frankie chases after him and tries to persuade him to come back she's like grabbing his you know pants and his shirt and pulling them mm-hmm. backwards and he's like you need to go back to your mom um, just go like, we can't really see what he's saying, but he's pointing to his, uh, to Cindy cause Cindy comes out and she's like, where's Frankie? And the, her dad tells her like, she went after Dean and we see, and she's trying to get him. And, uh, he coaxes Frankie to run back to Cindy cause he's like, okay, we're going to race to your mom and see who can get to her first. And then he goes one, two, three. And they both, he starts to run, but then he just keeps walking and Frankie starts, uh, running back to her mom and uh she starts bawling when she realizes he's not coming back as he walks away into the darkness i felt like she was being a little playful like she didn't understand the situation and she was just like come on let's go back and
0: uh which make in my opinion would make it even more heartbreaking that she doesn't understand kind of like with the dog she doesn't understand why she's going to her grandparents mm-hmm. um even though she's mentioning things like "I so can go to the future yeah <laughs> thank you uh, so that she when she says things like you know like Oh, did you find her? And as they're dropping her off, kind of thing, but a similar situation.
2: Yeah. And that is um, Blue Valentine. And, and it gentlemen. has this
0: really crazy
2: um, credits. It's very Romeo and Juliet, like yeah. very uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Uh, yeah, the Leonardo DiCaprio version, which I fucking love that movie. Good do. Um, yeah, that's the movie. So,
0: would you recommend this movie, Trevor?
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. To everyone everyone who's ever been in a relationship that's older than 16 years old because you can't see this movie if you're under 17 okay okay what about you tyler would you recommend this movie
1: yes yes i would i agree it's uh something that as i having watched it when it first came out compared to now i feel like it resonates a lot more now as uh, someone that's been through more relationships and mm-hmm. uh you kind of understand a little bit more mm-hmm makes it that much better. Absolutely. Michael Gaddy, would you recommend this movie? I'll say yes. I agree
0: with the same points that you guys are making. Um, But I won't go into too much detail yet.
2: I'll allow you to do that first. Okay. Let me give you a little... uh, Let me break it down for you. Yeah, let me give you a little piece of my mind.
0: Bobby, or Johnny Johnny Orlando here. (laughs) Johnny Johnny
2: Orlando here with my overall thoughts on this film. No, uh, I think it's fair to say that, of course, in my opinion... Uh, That this is one of the most realistic, honest, truthful, beautiful, and heartbreaking depictions of a relationship ever caught on film. As I run through the relatively short runtime of the film, I'm hit with so many emotions, thoughts, and feelings. I recall seeing it in theaters and having it utterly destroy me. Um, It's not an easy watch by any means as we watch a beautiful study on the birth and death of love. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams give amazing performances. Honestly, I think career best for both, and at times there can be both funny, charming, and heartbreaking. I think for Ryan especially to be an alcoholic gaslighter with rage issues and for us to still connect with him and still feel for him and like him and sort of root for him as he's walking away alone is a true testament to how good he is in this movie. It's beautifully shot and edited. The fucking score by Grizzly Bear is perfect for the mood. Um, it has been a few years since I last saw this movie and I feel like it resonated even more with me on this viewing. Um, and I've probably seen it like at least 10 times, but this one, this moment resonated for me more than uh, any other for multiple reasons. Um, uh, would one
0: of those reasons be that you have a child on the way? Um, to be honest, no. Okay. Mm-hmm well maybe in like two years
2: yeah m- maybe
0: or six years i should say
2: yeah um so yeah see it with your loved one um no on second thought yeah uh, maybe <laughs> Maybe not yeah def- it depends
0: on i mean if your relationship with them is strong maybe not yeah. if your relationship is weak probably not either
2: because yeah. <laughs> it's like you're gonna ruin your relationship yeah. um i mean you could look at it and just be like well i'm glad we're not like that yeah uh so my overall score for this movie is a 9.67 out of 10 I'm
0: guessing lower than Place Beyond the Pines. Yes, it is.
1: Tyler, what are your overall, overall thoughts? thoughts. Um, I usually don't like movies that jump back and forth in time. Usually I think it kind of causes people to disjoint it for me.
2: But I, I think it works really well in this movie. I'm gonna cut you off really quick because <laughs> I. Did, <laughs> you had your time. I didn't cut you off. I didn't. Um, I didn't ever really notice it. Like when I'm looking at the notes, I'm like flash forward, flashback. Like Not it does it timeline. a lot, like a lot. But like no, it just it just cuts back and forth. I I didn't remember it cutting back that much. It's I'm sorry. It's dual, linear timelines
0: intercutting between each other.
1: And I think it it's really impactful because it shows like the strength of when they are at their highest to their lowest. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see the whole process and the whole life and death of a relationship. And, you know, as an adult, you kind of live through those things and you can relate. And like Trevor said, it's very realistic depiction and, um, seeing it and like just the way they convey the emotion throughout the movie, whether it be the love or the hate, like it's, it's just, it's great. Um, I love seeing France, this and, Place Beyond the Pines. Is there anything else? What, what other movie did he do that was? Good?
2: Um A Place Between Two Oceans or something like that. It had Michael um Gaddy. Had Michael Gaddy <laughs> in it, yeah. His first nude scene. Um unfortunately not I his, don't know if not his, not his last I don't know if I've seen anything else. Um he's only done one other movie, but he also he did write um Co wrote. Oh gosh. He co wrote Sound of Mu- uh, Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, okay. yeah. Um It's like a place between two oceans, and it has Michael fucking, what's his name? From Shame. Uh, uh, Oh, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender in it. And it was good, but it wasn't great. But I had really high expectations, because obviously two of his movies are like two of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, About a man who lives in a lighthouse with his wife. But
1: uh, overall, I'd say I give it a 9.2. And that's our episode. Michael Ghani? He's going to give our score divided by two. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, I'll, I'll do the average. And Dodgers lost. I hate my life. Mm-hmm. What was the score? Four to two. Doesn't is it matter. Best so. of three. It's gone. End. Okay. They got swept. Yeah. By a team that made playoffs by one game.
0: At first I thought it was best of four, and then I got, and then I realized, oh wait, no, this is the first round, so this is best of three. Fucking classic, playoff Dodgers. Unbelievable. Um. Yes, I said I'd recommend this movie. I just saw it. usually when I watch movies and want to actually like talk about it and go in depth about how I feel about it. I feel I usually have a few days and I could have done that. Um but like I said I was sick and I just kept putting things off. Um yes, I agree with this this movie looks great. I, I've noticed that between the two movies I've seen of Derek C in France, uh, he seems to enjoy the slice of life type movies. I meant to Google other ones for examples, but just that idea of not necessarily here's this plot but here's this here's these it's a character study almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this and is definitely a character study for sure and why i like this one better than place beyond the pines did i ask you which one you preferred no which one do you prefer
1: honestly yeah part of this okay
0: i do love place beyond the pines but it's just uh, i didn't dislike place beyond the pines but there are characters especially AJ, I mean, which one is it who, it? Who to be serious for a second about aj i just hated that character and for the last and i probably said this uh, you know last year but for to have a character you hate be the last act of your movie it kind of like ruins it mm-hmm. for me uh obviously it didn't for you guys but so to have two actors in this movie and by the way michelle williams acts circles around ava mendez nothing against her yeah for sure she's the best part of this movie for sure and i see why she got nominated um i'm glad they didn't do too much with other characters there isn't an aj character i mean uh, bobby is an asshole and dislike and unlikable but that's the point of him right yeah It's not an annoying character. Now I'll stop talking about place beyond the pines and AJ, but um, it it could, it could be very easily, very boring doing a slice of life movie. Like even a great movie, like tree of life is kind of a slice of life movie in a way. And I can see why people will watch that and go, this is boring Mm -hmm. because it's more of just like a visual thing. Um, My dad just texted me. He's, he grew up partially in arizona so he's like d bags, baby oh, <laughs> oh my
2: god <laughs> I remember you can't spell douchebag without d-bag and
0: then like i said um i think it's funny that he has these lower middle class families uh, in his movies but he casts these beautiful people to play them and, like that's slightly unrealistic mm-hmm. uh, um i think ryan goslin works best when he's allowed to just himself i mean without being without having too many restrictions i think in the other movie he he's only in half of it spoilers and he gets to do some of the ryan gods and stuff but not nearly as much as he gets to do in here and i think that's one of the reasons why i liked him better in this movie i like him and he gets somewhat restricted in like blade runner and with drive but he also gets to he gets his moments and he's in the entire movie um I feel like I'm just going around in circles right now, but I enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. I don't think I liked it as much as you guys. I think I'll just give it a 8.9. So oh, that's, Yeah, that's very close. No. Yeah. But yeah, there, I do, I do feel like this is a very realistic in, interpretation of relationships. I do like the going the back, back and forth between the two sides. Like you guys have been talking about the compare and contrasts, because we've all had those moments and we have those moments back and forth in our relationships Normally, it's not, you know...
1: Yesterday. <laughs> not yesterday for me.
0: Um, <laughs> okay. Make sure we had the laughter so, we, dark. so people can go, okay, he's joking. Um, <laughs> or maybe he's just oh, laughing to hide the tears. <laughs> <laughs> tears of joy. What? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, I compare it... I want to say begrudgingly, because it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but I compare it to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind... Because that is, a, that is a movie where it's also a very realistic interpretation of a relationship. But that one goes... Heightened. It's- yeah, it's heightened. It's sci-fi. It's comedy. But it's also... Like, if you watch that linearly, it's all downhill. It starts off at the peak and it goes all downhill throughout the whole thing. As they start to, you know... Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. It doesn't have the peaks and valleys like a normal relationship does. Even though I think that movie is perfect. Um, this also kind of doesn't have the peaks and valleys, but it feels like it does because we're cutting back and forth between the two mm-hmm. timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, are you taking off your shirt—it's
2: <laughs> <laughs> not this kind of fucking podcast episode. It will be.
0: Hi, right, this is Barry White. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I think I've—I've I've made all my points. I'm sure I can go on forever about different little aspects of it. Uh, I know I wasn't saying too much during the the, the actual podcast, other than uh, lame jokes but uh yeah, yeah no is this is a good movie i wonder if i saw it in 2010 if i'd liked it more or if i would have just kind of forgotten about it and then who knows but I, this was definitely on the list <laughs> back then of movies to see but ended up watching everything else that came out in 2010 king speech yeah. king speech social network well this is obviously a,
2: a smaller a smaller film yeah. i don't think it got like a super wide release um, only
0: one oscar nomination unlike you know all those other movies we mentioned i had like a dozen yeah but yeah so anything anybody else wants to say last final words about this movie before oh, we move on
2: to trivia trivia um no all right trivia <laughs> yeah i mean i said i said what i had to say about it um i love this movie and it will i like i think if i had seen this movie three or four years ago i'd probably give it like a lower score but Mm -hmm. again it resonated even more so with me during uh this time so i was just like fuck i love this movie so much like i knew that i loved it but watching i was like it really solidified like i fucking love this movie so much well ever since you started working for that moving company yeah exactly um fucking bobby ontario (laughs) it's johnny orlando johnny orlando all right, my friends, trivia. Are you still with us? Great. Um, while filming the argument scenes, directors Derek C and France gave instructions to Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling individually, without the knowledge of the other in order to create more tension between Dean and Cindy. For Williams, C and France would instruct her to try to leave the room, use any way to break out of the argument with Gosling, etc. For Gosling, C and France would tell him to use any means to persuade, get Williams' attentions, etc. Gosling stated it was a new and interesting, interesting, oh my God interesting gosling stated that it was a new and interesting process as it became a tug of war game on set so one of the biggest examples of this is where um, ryan is trying to get michelle to uh tell her that she's pregnant obviously he doesn't know she's pregnant and he climbs the fence like he's really doing that so he had given instruction to michelle williams like no matter what do not tell ryan what the secret is and he told ryan no matter what don't ever stop until like do whatever mm. you need to do for her to get <laughs> and i was just thinking like what if ryan gosling had died doing that
0: <laughs> and it reminds me of a, a moment in amazing spider-man 2 with um what's his face from place beyond the pines andrew garfield no well, i mean he's in it but uh dane dehan dane dehan where the two of them are talking and he's like so do you have a girlfriend and he's like and he like puts his leg like over a fence that goes into like the river something like that in the moment it, it's weird and it's like why turned why did he choose to do that as an actor so it kind of reminds me of that same moment maybe uh, he saw this movie right before he did that it's maybe like, that's the question and he puts his leg over the side okay andrew garfield
2: michelle williams committed to the film in 2003 and ryan gosling committed to it in 2005 since those moments director c in france never wanted anyone else for the roles C. France met Michelle Williams in 2003 and she read the 42nd draft of the script. She was so passionate about the film that C. in France immediately felt that it had to be her in the film. However, he could not get the film financed back then, so he had to wait five years. That's crazy.
0: So if it was 03, she was like 23. Really? hmm Wow. They were both born in 1980.
2: Director Derek C. in France accelerated the relationship corrosion by starting off-screen fights between the actors while they were living together. <clears throat> Um, So one of the most known things about this movie is like he actually had Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams, and the kid live in a house, like an actual house for a month together. And he gave them a budget of $200 like that a week that they would use on groceries. They filled the house with like actual like mementos. Like they went to Sears and got photos taken together to make the relationship seem real and authentic. And Mm -hmm. obviously it worked because it shows like fucking crazy in here um but that's what he did would he gave them these memories and he let them you know expand and create their own and you know really live and breathe these characters for 30 days together and you know um i think it was michelle williams who said at the end of it like when she took off her wedding ring it was like actually hard for her to take it off because it like had meant so much to her um so one night while they were filming uh, Derek C. and France told Ryan Gosling to go into Michelle Williams' bedroom and try to make love to her. Gosling, soundly rejected, ended up sleeping on the couch. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was yeah. director Derek C. and France's intention to actually wait six years to shoot the second part of the love story, but the producers quickly discouraged him. So he wanted to do a little uh, boyhood and actually wait six years. But with an
0: actual story? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, if you waited that six years, he probably would have written something different. It would have worked. It may not have worked as well. He would have second-guessed himself and been like, maybe I could do this and that.
2: Maybe. Derek France spent 12 years making this movie. He started working on the script in 1998. During that process, France said that he wrote about 67 drafts, mostly each one containing content added slash modified based on onset improvisations, inspirational encounters, etc., while he was working on several documentaries to secure more funding for the movie. Michelle Williams talked to Cosmopolitan about her sex scenes with Ryan Gosling. We shot the beginning of our relationship first, and it was fun and alive. And then we did the sex scenes, and it was toxic. Ryan and I had stopped relating to each other as Ryan and Michelle. Those scenes took forever. I had a long drive from set to home each night, and I would roll down all the windows and turn up the music as loud as I could and hang my head out the window like a dog and scream. It was my escape. Awkward. <clears throat> the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, I think it's just called the MPAA now. Yeah. Um, originally rated the film NC-17, which stands for No Children Under 17. So with a rated R movie, um, you can go if you're accompanied by a legal guardian that's older than 17. Uh, in NC-17, you even with a legal guardian, if you're under 17, you can't see the movie. Uh, So Tyler couldn't see this movie. Tyler could not see this movie. But after public allegations of using a double standard to rate portrayals of sex on screen, the organization agreed to hear an appeal. Upon review, the MPAA unanimously agreed that the film should receive an R rating. Had the appeal not been granted, it is possible that this would have been the first NC-17 rated film to get an Academy Award nomination since Henry in June and the first for acting. So as I said before, um, this NC-17 was all based on the fact that Ryan Gosling gives oral sex to Michelle Williams, which if the roles were reversed, which we see many times, many times men receiving oral sex, like not, not as, and this isn't graphic. It's not graphic at all. Like you see his mm-hmm. face buried between her legs, but you can't see anything. It's just like, it's and it's a very passionate loving moment it's just it seems that uh american audiences or the mpaa in particular are very squeamish about uh women having pleasure through sex it's like all about the man which is it's fucking bullshit double standard um and i'll get off my soapbox for now um you and Me, one of the film's feature songs, which is presented as a couple's personal song, was originally recorded as a demo by a group called Penny and the Quarters for the obscure get it, pricks label of Columbus, no, Ohio in the early 1970s. It was re-released on a compilation album by the Numero group in 2007 without the members of the group being identified. So, um i had heard a story about this like ryan gosling just happened to find this song and he was trying to find out who like wrote it who's mm-hmm. responsible so he could get credit for it and put it you know make sure that they got paid or whatever for it but they were never able to find it before the movie came out and then after the movie came out um they figured it out and that's why it's on spotify now and ladies and gentlemen that's all i have for trivia today on to one star reviews Yay! i
0: haven't had a one star review in a long time uh, that's true Joe says there's always next year
2: wow. for you and him for the dog in their
0: relationship for you and your dog to uh, have concerts together. <laughs> oh, that actually looks like shit. All right. So, uh, 27 users gave us a one star review. This one's from BM. Sorry. B men. Nem. This is from uh, 2011, January 2011. So soon after this movie came out, the title is "I could not wait to get home to write this review." <laughs> For alarm alert! This movie was so awful; it was unbearable.
2: I didn't know whether my wife felt the same way, so I didn't ask. So I didn't ask to leave. Uh, I was going to say so. I, I didn't know if she felt the same, so I didn't ask her. I just <laughs> assumed <laughs> we don't speak during movies, and. It's all in caps.
0: We had dinner reservations time to the end of the movie, so I sat there. Big mistake. <sighs> the characters were shallow. The dialogue was not funny, clever, or nuanced. Nothing but dull. Sorry, I don't know why it's giving me... Like, if you slide up and all that bullshit comes up, I had to try to make it go away. Oh, because you took a screenshot? Yeah nothing but dull it seemed that half the scenes were improvised i imagine the director saying okay folks here's what's happening in this scene feel it and go for it ryan you start with this line blah blah and michelle you respond like this blah then you both take it from here what a weirdo and the endless endless he wrote the word twice second one in camps close-ups this looked like a film school project slated for 20 minutes that got out of hand. Depressing. And the sex scenes were as sexy as a State of the Union speech. <laughs> Depends on who's giving the speech. That's a good analogy. But if you want to position yourself as cool, spelled K-E-W-L. Position you'll, yourself? You'll, I hate this person. You'll, say, you'll say you loved it. This is a cinematic equivalent of atonal music? music without tone i guess Mm -hmm. this is cinema this is the cinematic equivalent of a tonal music 47 out of 97 people found this helpful cool uh this one's from dark and starry it's also from 2011 one of the worst movies i've ever seen i think 90 to 95 percent of movies i see are worth watching not blue valentine it has been a long time since I've seen anything this bad. This movie has no plot. Uh, movies need plot, like we've discussed already. There was no true conflict to be resolved. I disagree what? with that. <laughs> if you enjoy watching the never-ending sorrow and unhappiness of other people, this is the movie for you. You might like this movie if you enjoy movies on the Lifetime channel. Yeah, maybe if like Bobby was the main character. Yeah. Although this movie is not nearly as good as any of those.
2: If I you... love that Lifetime movies that have oral sex scenes in them. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling's ass. Yes. If you enjoy
0: weird independent films...
2: That... Yes. Nice. I'm sorry, I'm it off. Fucking guy. I'm sorry. No fucking respect for the recording session.
0: If you enjoy weird independent films that no one else likes, you might like this film. It's not... I'm not referring to good films like Eternal Sunshine. I was. Then how is this rated seven stars? I assume this is a cliche movie that only a few people have watched and reviewed, i.e. similar to other Sunshine movie festival movies. What? Sunshine is in cap- is capitalized, so is movie festival. I um, Did this go to the Sunshine movie festival? <laughs> what what the fuck know? is the Sunshine film festival? I don't know. And this is the last one. Thank this God. one is Trish O two. At least that's how I assume they're trying to spell it. And this is July twenty twelve. Don't watch it unless you are suicidal. Terrible, depressing, extremely annoying. Call it blue depression.
2: That's me. That's, that's title. me. That's me. Exactly fucking, why I like it. Yeah. Perfect. That's me in a nutshell.
0: I love both main actors. Only not in this film. She said movie, but for some reason my brain said film i read that even ryan goslin's doctor slash psychiatrist suggested him suggested him during the filming of this movie to do oh my gosh this is a run-on sentence suggested him doing i keep saying doing this during suggested him during the filming of this movie to better do a comedy next time so it wasn't me fucking up it was the person writing this It's going to be landing in my car here in a second. (laughs) But if you listen back to the actual audio, you can't hear it at all.
2: Yeah, it's always, we were always like, oh, fuck it, let's pause for that, and you can never hear it.
0: And that must be a smart
2: doc, in my opinion,
0: called Doc. If I'd known in advance how extremely bad this movie is, and in parentheses, absolute understatement, even then, I'd run away from it as far as possible. I go to movies to be carried away from reality and all the issues and stress we we getting and not to be dragged down into some deep relationship issue from strangers. Don't watch it unless you are suicidal. 19 people out of 34 people are, are suicidal. Oh, so all 19 <laughs> of them are dead. Nice. And those We're the are the one one-star reviews. So, Tyler. What have you listened to? Why? What have you watched we, recently? We've we been to man. Um, you can say anything you if you have got a new album. What right, have I been to? watching
1: recently? Movies, TV yeah, shows, gonna be a lot. video games. I've seen. Yeah, um, I saw the creator. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like it was first half was amazing. The setup. I don't think it ended. I think it kind of felt rushed. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be a lot longer. Is what I was hearing. Um, I like the world. I like the actors. Um it was' an, it was fine, but it could have been amazing, and I'm sad that it wasn't
2: hmm. um
1: actually, originally had tickets to see that today, but then backed out. I
2: don't know if Trevor saw it too. I did see it too uh I'm in agreement with Tyler um i overall, I enjoyed it, but it was disappointing. I had high expectations for it um did you see it yet? no, okay, then I won't ruin it uh... I I okay. I just I'll say this, and I don't think this is ruining anything, but the the connection between the the child and um, Denzel's son, Denzel's son, um, John David Washington, it was not developed well enough. Right. So the things happened that you know you're supposed to have more like a like it's supposed to resonate more with you, and it didn't. It like it didn't work that well for me. But um, yeah, overall, it was enjoyable wasn't great. I was hoping for better. Um How did you see it like format-wise? Um I went to the movie theater and then they put it on the screen <laughs> and then <laughs> I I watched it with my eyes. No, what do you mean? Like, like was it format? Dolby? Yeah, I
0: think it was Dolby. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Did you see it at this theater in Dolby where you can't recline the seats all the way cuz they have them too close to the wall? Yes. I fucking hate that. Yeah. It's like fix your shit, man.
2: I pay good money monthly. No, you didn't. <laughs> my good, twenty three dollars a month. Thank you, AMC Stubbs, for sponsoring this uh, availability podcast. Oh good. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So
1: yeah. you can. So I, uh, I I finally saw Oppenheimer, um, but I didn't get to see it in IMAX, and that makes me very sad. It was always sold out every yeah, time I true. looked.
2: Fucking hell! Uh, this guy
1: jumped on it. I know. I should have. I'd be, be, um, yeah, be jumping on it. Yeah, I'd
2: be jumping on it.
1: I'm not lying. I'd be jumping on it. I'd be jumping on it. <laughs>
2: I ain't gonna it's lie. It's
0: AJ reference.
1: not know. Our favorite. I fucking hate everything. Um, what did you think of Oppenheimer? I liked it. I really liked it. Uh, I think it would have been more impressive if I would have seen it in IMAX. Hmm, I think the acting is very good. I think everyone was great in it. Robert Downey Jr. was really good. Yeah. Um, Matt Damon he, matt he, he really likes a, matt
0: damon better in it i think yeah. that he, while he's great i think robert downey jr gives like a career best i think performance. robert
1: downey jr gives a performance he wouldn't usually play while matt Damon played someone he plays which is it's not yeah. bad he's good at what he does but it's not someone that you're like wow i mean I, you don't see robert downey jr yeah. playing that kind of character um dane DeHaan's a piece of shit
0: <laughs> he's I, I said this before i don't know if i said it in the actual podcast when we talked about it there's a scene where or part where he's like ouch and I'm like yeah. he feels like a
1: little kid trying yeah. to play adult Oh, something
2: about him just felt slimy yeah. as
1: an actor not I
2: don't know as a pro, okay, a because it sounds like you're talking to him as like a human being like no, I like, Dan, I like him he's a very good actor but the characters um,
1: I don't know not, not a whole else I can think of that's memorable
0: are there anything like recent history since you know you weren't on the last episode last three that you want to
1: mention um, three years no no, I'm, not, I'm boring. All right, Trevor.
2: What about shows? I feel like you watch like every other show. That's what
1: I thinking. I'm thing. I'm trying to think of what show I've watched recently. That I really Have you enjoyed. played any video games? Or... God damn! It's been a year. I don't fucking. <laughs> um, well, obviously, if nothing comes to mind, then yeah, nothing. Nothing stands out right now. Okay. I played Cyberpunk. Finally, I finally got through it. <laughs> I never. I sat on that game for like however many years since it came right. out. You beat the whole game. Yeah, I did. That's cool. I went through all of it in like a month. That's time. So that was cool. I really enjoyed that. Happy I didn't play it back when it first came out when it was all buggy. Buggy. I don't know if I said this last week, but I beat Link to the Past. I think you did. did, Yeah, Yeah. you mentioned. I still never played the New Zelda. Yeah, that's amazing. I I got it from GameFly and I just left it in the folder till I returned it.
0: You just GameFly. I, every like, I tried using GameFly once, and every time I was like, "Ooh, this game like it's not available right now." You just what you, about this one?
1: It's not available. You, just, you can do GameLock, where it's like a month out, and you pre-reserve it. And why I haven't any I, issues. Why would I
0: want to wait a month for a game when I can just spend the same amount of money and just buy the game? It was it's expensive. I remember fourteen dollars
1: a month for one game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried it, and you know. 15 years or whatever so what, i saw one more movie i saw uh bottoms oh yeah i've, I've been wanting to see that too it's it was very weird but i enjoyed that. it don't take itself seriously in any of it and uh i think it's going to be one of those movies that teens nowadays look back on 10 years mm-hmm. from now and it's their mean girls what is it
2: bottoms bottoms it's lesbian high school fight club they start yeah I have seen nothing about that. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about.
0: You know What I've seen a trailer for that I that looks like the worst piece of shit ever, but I think it's getting good reviews. Is
1: Ticks the Musical? I really want to see that, and for the exact yeah, it looks so stupid, but it's gotten very well good reviews. It looks like the stupidest fucking thing of all time. And I I told Trevor there's some Argentine horror movie that came out that I really want to see. Mm. Is it the one with
0: like the jar, or I, the, that might be
1: uh, Indian? I, I don't think. No, it's not the jar one. It's I don't know what the fuck it's called. Trevor, do you remember what I, what I called it? No. I, uh, I called it no, no, When Evil Lurks. Sorry, I know for, it's in theaters, but. and it'll be going to
2: Shudder at the end of the month. But. Ooh,
1: Shudder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else in the world.
2: Trevor. Um, yes, I saw The Creator. I already <laughs> gave my opinion on that. <laughs> um, I feel like there's more that I've seen. Probably. Uh i went to the new bev and i saw uh wall street double feature of wall street and american psycho um great they're both great um i was exhausted when um when i was going so i i left late and i went with a friend of mine and uh and we came in. This is the first time I've ever gone in, like, after the movie had started. Because hmm. I was like, oh, whatever. And we ended up, like, literally being, like, ten minutes late. And I was thinking that we were, you know, because sitting in traffic and all that. But we got there in time. And we got to sit in the reserve seats. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Those nice <laughs> new reserve seats. I heard a rumor that he's buying a new theater. He bought the Vista. Oh, They're, okay. They've been, oh. they've been remodeling it for a while. Nice. Where I yeah. shot my movie. Yeah. yeah. So can't wait for that one to be open um that's that's like a, a beautiful theater like yeah. the new bev is is nice and it's fine or whatever but like it's not the vista like it's the, the like vista is like taken to like you know whatever i love the new bev but it's I did not you. the vista yeah exactly um i feel like there's a lot more and you're probably gonna name shit up like oh yeah i no. saw that i saw that no? i haven't seen a single movie in theaters since uh talk to me oh wow wow
1: Let me just check my AMC stubs really quick. There you
2: go. sponsored by AMC. Oh, there you go. Um,
1: I'll check my Cinemark Movie Club. I have both of them. I don't have AMC (laughs) as much around me.
2: Okay, so uh, I remember now, after seeing my ticket stubs, I I went and saw uh, A Haunting in Venice. Another movie I need to see. I want to see that. Um, Not as good as his other films, but still...
1: I heard the uh last one was terrible
0: well, I was gonna say what did you think of Death of the Nile? I haven't seen that one I've only seen uh, murder on the Ori- Same. Orient Express
2: I liked it. Yeah. I think I like uh Orient Express the most sure and then um the second one and it's kind of in the order that they were released uh it's shot so fucking good though, and I was oh, checking yeah. to see if it was shot in sixty five millimeter film like the other ones were, but it wasn't but it still looks it looked fucking amazing really really beautifully shot.
0: Michelle Yeoh, star of our last podcast.
2: Yes. Um, And then also I saw The Equalizer 3, which was very enjoyable. I think I like that one more than the others. Uh, It's very violent. I was very surprised because I don't remember the other ones being as violent. That's uh, where the guy gets a shotgun to the face. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much all I've seen in theaters. I'm not really watching any shows. I'm kind of getting through Barry um the okay. hbo
0: show how far are you into
2: that uh second season eighth episode eighth episode, episode of the second season. season so yeah it's really it's really enjoyable uh everybody's really good
0: wait oh, yeah, i told you to text me every time you finish the season
2: oh yeah i don't know how many episodes yeah what is it 12 there's only it's eight one. in this season oh, okay and it, this one ended on like on a cliffhanger, but it's not the season's not over yet. But it's crazy. Um, and then just one other thing, um, they finally released a. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the Iron Claw, the movie yeah, you know, that, about the wrestlers. Hmm. It's like a true story, and it has the guy from um, um, High School Musical, Zac Efron, and oh, yeah. the guy from um, the the Bear. Um, and it Jeremy looks Mio. it looks fucking great. It looks so good. Of course it's done by A24 so it's probably going to be amazing. Probably. <laughs> but uh, it looks amazing. So, I'm very excited to see that whenever it comes out.
0: Did you ever see him play Ted Bundy, Zach Efron? No. That movie sucked. Yeah. But his performance was outstanding. Really? Yeah. It's it's almost worth
2: watching the movie just really? to watch his performance. <laughs> But it's just so boring. I remember I wanted to see it. And then um, I know the title is like extremely vile and shocking yeah. or whatever. And I was it's like, charming, oh, wow. But it was um, just, uh, just a ploy. Because mm-hmm. I heard that movie is not vile it's a boring or shocking. boring movie, but his performance.
0: I'll, I'll just spoil it right now. There's a part at the end. Because it's kind of through his eyes, but kind of through his uh, Girlfriend. longtime girlfriend's yeah. eyes. Uh, and there's a scene at the end where she's trying to get him to confess. And he's just like, what? No, it's not me. I didn't, like, he's been sticking to his, his uh, alibi this whole time. Like, no, I I didn't. It wasn't me. It was someone else. And then uh, he finally, she finally convinces him that, yes, he, or that, uh, to confess. mean he's like, how did you do it? How did you do it? And finally, it's just like, he just changes right there. And just like, he, he just starts doing like, the most creepy charades of all time of mm. explaining how he did it. And I'm just like, fuck. Nice.
1: Do either of you see Dumb Money? No, not yet. No. I don't. Like, I, I want to, but I don't. I want to. I heard good things.
0: Yeah. But I, see, you guys keep mentioning all these movies. And I'm like, ah, I need to see them. I need to go to theaters. But, you know, I was sick, so I didn't want to go out in theaters and smart that but also i had days where i had no power i had days where i had no internet and i was just like but i still want to go home and be home yeah and lazy i (sighs) would too so so it's okay maybe i knew that i was about to get sick so
1: um
0: i saw ghostbusters again uh because i bought the steel book that came out that has it's a five disc set of the first two movies so movie's always great so halloween for the first time the original halloween for the very first time hmm. and it's funny how whenever you watch those original movies that start these long series of films that it's like so quaint like it's not first blood compared to rambo first blood rambo first blood Two, but it's still like kind of quaint he's just kind of driving around most of the movie small budget like yeah. super yeah
2: barely see him yeah um
0: I also saw Scream for the first time, so I'm going through some of the horror classics. What? Yeah, never seen Scream. What the? What'd you think? What'd you think of it? Uh, I love the '90s of it all. Uh, it's I. I think I knew who the killer was going into the movie, so that kind of ruined it. I knew that it spoilers was two killers, um, but I don't know I the rest of it. Screamed. I know I know the killer of Scream Five because I watched a movie where they had him as a guest star, and he's like it's. It's this person. He's in this movie. In this movie, and he's the new Ghostface killer. And he's like, so we're just spoiling it now. <laughs> and they just move on. Interesting. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun and cheesy and somewhat holds up. But cheesy, you gotta... yeah,
2: I thought. It, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. And if you think about like when it came out, it was totally oh, groundbreaking. Yeah, time,
0: yeah, for sure. It's funny to see Henry Winkler at that stage in his yeah. career because.
1: you fucking right slamming and Sorry. punching you guys all have towels I don't have towel. You, you have a towel right you there. You have a
0: towel right there. Sorry. You as you hit the right. court.
2: Yeah. <laughs> fucking guy.
0: Uh, it was funny seeing Henry Winkler at that stage in his career because usually I'm seeing him as The Fonz or I'm seeing him in like Arrested Kusino. Development or uh that was it was 2 years before uh, Waterboy which Bobby Boucher. Uh and then I also saw the Studio Ghibli Spirited
2: Away movie. Which is really good
1: nice yeah.
2: cool yeah so tell us what we're doing next week and it better not be three fucking movies homework um it's not three fucking movies it's only one movie i think it's
0: i uh, well, i'll say this at the end uh there are a few names in the world of special effects that are more famous than the director of our next film if you figure it out by the way i'm gonna kill you and if you say it out loud because you've said it before uh he's worked on movies like star wars indiana jones robocop willow starship troopers and the twilight saga but none of his credits are as famous as dinosaur supervisor on jurassic park for 30 years this man worked on his passion project but in 2021 it was completed thanks to kickstarter which as we learned started in 2010 this is the movie we'll be talking about the man is phil tippett and the project is mad god this will be our first movie that i haven't seen going in uh you can watch
2: it on shutter which got brought up earlier as well, but I own it
0: on Blu-ray Steelbook. Wow. I so. didn't
2: know you owned it. Have you seen that show? Mm, parts of it. Yeah. Cause uh, Phil Tippett was on uh, a podcast. I think it was the um, Mark Maron, uh, Mark oh, yeah. Marin part WTF. Yeah. Podcast. And he talked about it. And so I was like, it hadn't come out. He mm-hmm. was talking about like how he made it and how long it took and everything like that. And I was like fascinated. So I like watched the trailer and I watched some of it, but I couldn't, find it because i don't have shutter whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that is um but yeah so cool i'm excited it's a it's like a non
0: i think it's like three parts because it's it's credited on imdb in three parts but i think it's a feature length
2: yeah movie. it's feature length but it's not uh there's no real like plot to it right it's just like I'm not quite sure a series of vignettes i feel we'll like so out. they're probably yeah okay
0: in celebration of the fact that it's october which we probably should have started that weeks ago but a again i was sick um so yeah, now we're getting into the spooky movies if we bleed into november with our spooky movies because there's really nothing spooky and uh that was spooky yeah that was weird uh we don't what is that is somebody getting a text message
1: no probably fucking tyler my phone's on doing it's dick <laughs> i don't have headphones on i don't hear what you're hearing maybe it's this it's just like crackling and it's weird um okay
0: that's just gonna bug me because every time I start talking it happens what was I saying bit. oh uh, it leaks Halloween into November. yeah if it bleeds into November that's fine because we don't really I mean there's what Thanksgiving and we already Ooh. did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles last year mm-hmm. the only other Thanksgiving movie I can think of is Rocky because there's a Thanksgiving scene in there sure yeah so we'll do some spooky movies and then maybe do some uh, christmas movies uh, in december cool we'll see we'll uh we won't force ourselves to anyways i'm rambling thanks for listening
2: thanks for listening uh thank you to our guest star uh tyler yes. he Definitely shared a little I bit give a more. lot every time I'm here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You're sweating. You're <laughs> sweating, Your voice is shot. He's you're itchy.
1: In, he's unbuttoning
2: the shirt. I've given quotable uh, phrases yes. throughout. You're so welcome. we appreciate you coming on again. If he came
0: back next week, he wouldn't be watching the Dodgers game. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. He'll be watching some other, probably fucking football jump game jump off or a something. bridge next week.
1: <laughs> um,
2: so yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the movie. Please, if you haven't watched the movie, do yourself a favor. Yeah, I really hope they watch it yeah, before I really listen to this. Well, I, I hate when people watch, listen to podcasts, and they have no idea what they're talking about because they haven't watched the movies. Well, there's a lot of people that, do well, a lot, quote-unquote. Um, I'm using that, uh... <laughs> whatever. Um, there's a lot of people, like Joe, like, he listens to every episode, but like, he he hasn't seen a lot of these movies, so it's like... He, and he has the ability to. Yeah. Joe, watch the, movies, watch the it. movie. Watch the movie, goddammit. Um, <laughs> you out there in Radioland, watch the movie, please. What's his, uh, <laughs> Mr. thing? The oh shit? You can you can do it. Give him one. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Why? Because you're the one. I can do Robin Williams, but you can do Joe.
0: Oh, yeah, so... post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. So, when we play video games, Joe will just go off on his own sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> quite a few times like we'll play uh dmz not the run dmz but for those listening but call of duty and he'll start getting shot and killed and he'll be like whoa 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 like it gets louder and louder or something but trevor usually does an impression of him as just going oh shit and it's like exactly from the movie but, it, but what is it like
1: oh shit <laughs> that was perfect <laughs>
0: Hold on, I gotta see if Trusty likes. That. <laughs> Let's see. But he does like the whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it gets progressively
2: louder as he as he goes.
0: <laughs> but it's just so funny.
2: Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening. <laughs>
0: Act like it's Saturday Night
1: Life once again, Trevor. Miss it. That's funny. Just so you guys know, Trevor's now naked. He's covering himself with the ukulele. <laughs> it's really weird. Fortunately, it's plenty big enough. <laughs>
4: More
2: than enough. Hey, this is a plus-sized ukulele, so fuck off.
0: Hold on. Tyler's leaving. He can't stand this. Uh,
1: Already say goodbye. I'm done.
0: Buffoonery. You can't <laughs> sanction the spoonery. Really. That's the the correct term. Right? <laughs>
2: yeah, the uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Before learning this song, I've literally never played the guitar in my life or ukulele. So keep keep that in mind. No, I'm not. So uh, this one's uh, for the special people out there. Hope you like it. love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.
3: What are you doing? (laughs) Nothing. Me? (laughs) Just hanging around.